From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Welcome to a very special TGIF edition. Of early in the morning. Well, even when you live to be 96 years old, life is fleeting. Just a few days ago, Queen Elizabeth II was receiving the new prime minister, Liz Truss, who the queen uh, okayed in order to be able to form a government. And then just a few days later, she's gone. I have been an enormous fan of Queen Elizabeth II. Basically, as long as I can remember. I've been a fan of her grace and elegance. And I don't hold the same feelings for Charles. I, I, I don't think that he's a good man. Uh, I, I do know that he's been in training, though, for 70 years. Think about that. Prince Charles, the uh, now King Charles the Third, he is the oldest ever in history in the United Kingdom. I'm actually looking forward to what we, I hope all of us listening right now will get to see, and that is King William. King William to me, Prince William, and he gets promoted as well. I mean, it's it's uh, very interesting how how it all works. But he reminds me of his mother. And it would not have occurred. But she would have been a heck of a queen. There's nothing in the chain of command, if you will, the chain of events that ever would have allowed that to happen. But she would have been benevolent. She would have been amazing. And I just think absolutely terrific. And to me, the next best thing, uh, even though I think he goes out an absolute little bum, uh, Prince Harry never, never would have been a good king. Prince William He'll be terrific. You ever just know something? I I just know it. And now we'll have to wait to see. I mean, Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning monarch in the nation's history, 70 plus years since she was 25 years old. Well, we told you yesterday, look, I I know how to read tea leaves. I get these communications sent to me and they say things like concern for the queen's health and that she is under medical supervision. I just started reading all these words and all of them meant that she was going to die very, very soon. I don't know that I had a feeling that it was as imminent as it would turn out to be. In fact, Prince Harry did not even get there. In time, kind of fitting that little punk 
What a way. I mean, and I'll tell you what. You think about the last few years of the Queen's life, probably very heartbreaking, stressful. With all of the the nonsense that was going on and, and somebody that that lived her, her life so unselfishly and so devoted to the nation had to be heartbreaking. So probably, I don't know, but probably the last images we will ever see of the Queen alive will be from that Tuesday with the new Prime Minister, Liz Truss. And she was, I'll tell you what, other than her hand was, her right hand, I didn't see the left hand, her right hand was blue as can be, blue as my eyes, which are very pretty blue. Just kidding, but they are. And I thought, ooh, that's not good. But she looked very vital, great smile, standing. She looked she looked pretty good other than the blue hand which i don't even know what that means i don't know if that was just i don't even know what to say i have no comment i i don't i'm not qualified to say what it means probably circulation things like that you know whenever you're dealing it it's i guess it's similar to if you were exposed if you wonder why, like hypothermia, people wind up losing fingers, toes, uh, actually their nose even, tip of the nose or, or more of the nose, because the body is at siege and it just knows what you need. It has to get – the body has to get blood to the heart, to the brain, to the vital organs. So it sacrifices the extremities, the digits, and things like that. You don't, you know, it's it's unsightly, but you don't need your nose. You don't need the tip of the nose. So if you ever wonder why that's where the the frostbite typically occurs, that's the reason. Because those areas you can live without people have lost hands fingers part of fingers parts of toes you know foot it 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 all depends how bad but that's that's how that works when i saw the queen's hand all blue i thought "Ooh, this isn't good not good at all well let me tell you what's going to be happening around here we have a bunch that we want to share with you. Uh, I'm not going to focus an hour uh, or or the whole program on the passing of the Queen, although I mourn and respect and appreciate and, and all of that. Uh, we, we have a lot of work to do that we're going to get into after the break. Uh, coming up next hour, it will be wide open forum. Anything you, if you want to weigh in about the Queen or anything else, 609 Four zero seven fourteen fifty. I had an email this morning saying, you know, what all happens. It's pretty simple. Uh, and they had it all. Uh, the Queen had it all 
put together. The operation, if you want to call it that, or the um, the things that will unfold is called London Bridge. It could be called anything. I forget the last time this occurred. Forgive me, I wasn't born. It was 70 years ago. Uh, it had a different name, I forget, but uh, if I heard it, I would remember it. This is London Bridge, and, and everything is set. Ten days of mourning uh, when the Queen, you know, will be... Uh, mourned and and when the queen will be buried and and all of these things all laid out and i wrote the listener back they were also wondering you know like what happens to all the other people well it's pretty simple basically prince william takes on all the titles and his wife catherine or kate again catherine kate um they take the titles that then Prince Charles and Camilla had. And now he's on deck to be the next king. So he moves up one. Harry's out. He doesn't move up at all. And I don't know if you remember this, but even William's children jump ahead of Harry. Harry was never going to be the king. I don't know that I agree with that. I I understand they do bloodline and th- this is the way that it works. But Harry actually was losing ground over time. The redhead stepchild, Prince Harry, disgracing the name. Hey, you know, I, I uh, heard about this. There was an interview this morning and I heard about this book I never heard of before. H.R.H., And it reminded me of um, a boss of mine. He was probably one of the most difficult. We're friends on Facebook uh, to this day. Probably one of the most difficult bosses I ever had. Interesting to note. I would say my two most. Well, now I'm going to take that back. There was one particular horrific person that started out as a consultant and we just didn't hit it off. It was, it wasn't good. And like a nightmare, Mr. Wynn actually promoted this individual to vice president. The person went from consultant to joining the company, maybe even senior vice president. I honestly was completely unqualified, very book smart, but an absolutely terrible, terrible person. And I can't even say terrible operator because the person was no operator at all. So the two bosses I was going to say were my two most challenging actually are number two and number three, both European and both very, very difficult. I went, I'll give you an example. I, uh, Chuck Malamut and myself and, and one other person who shall remain nameless, we went to a shirt company. We went, we drove to Philadelphia. Chuck, if you're listening, you probably remember this day. And I even remember, I believe it was called, very simply, the shirt company. And it was all custom. You decided if you wanted a spread collar or what kind of collar you wanted, um, French cuffs 
or just a regular cuff, and the shirt was custom-fitted to your dimensions. It was great. They measured you, and it was fantastic. So we each bought a bunch of shirts. So mine, I like French cuffs. To this day, I still wear them. I have a few that, that aren't, more than a few, but I like the French cuff, and my three initials are on them. H-R-H. His Royal Highness. Who knew? And I'm in my annual review. And I guess whatever, my hand was in a position. It was always on the left cuff. And that's the um, the, the arm, if you will, the wrist, where I also wear my wristwatch. So HRH is on my cuff. Well, my senior vice president that I reported to and I cursed Chuck Malama for leaving me twice because I would have never had any of these people if he didn't leave um, three my three worst were all at the Golden Nugget uh, none absolutely terrible don't get me wrong I'm just saying my least favorite if you will and the, this very elegant man very tough to work for uh all of a sudden said, he, he gasped. He went, <gasps> he goes, what are you doing? I said, what are, you, what are you talking about? He goes, HRH, His Royal Highness. I said, uh, I don't want to say his name. I'm going to protect him. I said, uh, those are my initials. And it was really, um, the, obviously, the person was extremely offended uh, actually angry about it. And even after it's my own initials, you know, I, sorry. I mean, my two grandfathers were Harry uh, and one of them had the middle name Robert R. And ta-da, that's me. And oh man, not not happy at all. Sort of accepted it after I said it's my initials. Like, uh, uh, it's okay, right? And he had his initials on his shirt. I even said that. Even at a young age, I, I anything that was inappropriate, I didn't take any garbage. I didn't care. I didn't want to get fired or anything, and I never did. But I didn't take any crap. You know, these were people that were probably twice my age. I was very young, younger than probably, uh, you know, I should have been in the positions that I had. And I didn't know any better at the time. It was normal to me. Uh, And I just came right back at him and said, hey, you have your initials on your cuff. Is it okay? Can we agree? I I can have mine? And he said, yeah, yeah. He goes, I I didn't know. He goes, it startled me or something like that. Shocked me. Uh, So you never know. You never know what you're going to run into. Uh, A European boss, obviously very... um, sympathetic and and focused on the united kingdom and the letters hrh and what they mean reason i brought up hrh i heard about a book i never heard of before and it's called hrh so i want to thank my mom and dad for these beautiful initials that i have and yes they are on my shirt cuffs to this very day we'll be back Don't try this at home, please, whatever you do. Fox News commentary. AOC tells us she won't be president for this reason. I'm Tommy Lahren. Find out next. Hi, this is Lisa Booth. 
With so much instability and inflation in the world, I recommend protecting your retirement by diversifying with gold and silver. I recommend Bishop Gold Group. Bishop Gold Group sells physical gold and silver delivered to your door or put directly in your IRA. Call now and tell them Lisa Booth sent you. Dial pound 250 on your mobile phone and mention keyword Bishop Gold or visit bishopgoldgroup.com. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Bishop Gold Group. OC graces the cover of GQ and uses her interview to feel sorry for herself. Oh, the irony. When asked if she would run for president, she retorted it's unlikely she'd ever be elected, not because she lacks basic skills, intelligence, or popularity with the general public, but because Americans hate women. That's an odd assertion given we currently have a female vice president likely chosen in large part because she is a woman. But furthermore, that's a pretty easy cop-out for AOC and one she's pulled before. If you don't like her and her radical socialist ideas, it must be due to racism, sexism, or misogyny. Wrong-o, Miss Ocasio-Cortez. It has zero to do with any of those excuses. It's worth noting AOC doesn't so much as acknowledge the historic elections of her fellow women like Myra Flores or Winsome Sears. They are both women of color, but also happen to be Republicans, so I guess that explains it. AOC, you don't speak for women, and I find it pretty insulting you feel that you need to dump your baseless victimhood complex on our entire gender. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 27 minutes past the hour, and please, Tom Hanks, say it's not so. I'm keeping my powder dry until I watch the movie. Now, this, I have to say, this uh, review from London's publication, The Telegraph, as usual, it's where you seem to have to go out of this country to get news. I don't know what it is. Uh, except for maybe this program and the Fox News programs and several others. It's just not much real news anymore. But Disney Plus is releasing, and I've been actually looking forward to it. I want to watch it with Margie and Noah and everybody, uh, the new Robert Zemeckis. And I'm a huge Robert Zemeckis fan, Back to the Future fame. And, I mean, tremendous director. But the Tom Hanks Pinocchio Listen to what the Telegraph said. This is the headline, and it got one out of five stars. Tom Hanks's Pinocchio is a soulless, cynical, wooden nightmare. It goes on further. Tom Hanks should be embarrassed by this wooden mess. Now, I've only watched one brief little promo. And I have to say, because he's on my mind with the uh, cartoonish, buffoonish, and I mean both words, performance that he did as Colonel Sanders, not Colonel Sanders, Colonel Parker. Elvis does call him Colonel Sanders once in the the movie. I'd like to introduce my manager, Colonel Sanders. (laughs) Just hilarious. I'll tell you, Elvis was funny, man. Just hilarious. Uh, Colonel Sanders. So anyhow. Uh, if he, now, you know, I don't even have to tell you what role is Tom Hanks playing in the remake of the 1940 masterpiece Pinocchio. And of course, you know, he is playing Geppetto. Here's what this review also said. This recreation of the 1940 masterpiece, courtesy of Robert Zemeckis, is an insult to its memory and a dead-eyed exercise 
in box ticking. I'm not even sure. I guess I know what that means. You know, you check the box and you have all the things covered. But this, I don't have time to share it. It's probably a thousand plus word review of the movie. And I actually stopped reading it. I just want to watch the movie because I've seen reviews that are absolutely terrible. And I've gone on to really like the movie. I always look to see there's Rotten Tomatoes and I forget what the other one is. Uh, but it's another movie outfit that does ratings. And and I, I sure I love like when I see Top Gun Maverick and it's uh, 99 percent in one and 98 percent in another. Or The Godfather or The Godfather 2, you know, 99, percent. There's been a couple movies in my lifetime that I've seen that have been 100 percent. Almost impossible. You think about the Hall of Fame, only Mariano Rivera, because that one absolute jerk that did not vote for Derek Jeter. Now, Rivera was also going to have one vote against him, and there was a lot of blowback because the guy came out in advance and said he would not be voting for Mariano Rivera for the Hall of Fame, and then he just decided not to vote. That's why Rivera was unanimous. I'm not sure if it was the same guy. I think it was a different guy with Jeter. But, and and look, if you go back in time, there were greats that didn't even make it on the first ballot. How does that happen? I mean, some of the best of all time. And Babe Ruth, and you could go through all of them. None of them were ever unanimous. And remember, a lot of things happen. Ted Williams won the Triple Crown one year and was not the MVP of the American League because the the sports writers that get to vote hated him. It wasn't just dislike, strong dislike. They hated him. So he had votes against him too. Uh, so it's real tough to get 100%. But this thing uh, has one star out of five. The film critic is Robbie Collin with two L's, Collin. I never heard of him. Uh, his his review is one of the harshest assessments of anything that you'll ever see. Uh, he says uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Jiminy Cricket now looks 90% more like a real cricket and therefore 900% less charming. So just, I mean, there's, not, there's nothing in here that's good. While honest John Keegan, Michael Key, resembles a real fox, but still moves like a cartoon one and is therefore a muddled, flappy eyesore. The few humans, of course, include the woodcarver Geppetto, a role which gives Tom Hanks little to do beyond recycle his accent from Elvis. Oh, I didn't know this was in here. I'm telling you, I don't make stuff up. Oh, no, he's doing the He's going to do that accent again. Why didn't he listen to me? Oh, no. So guess what? I don't know. I'm going to wait until I watch it. And then I will come back and I will tell you my honest assessment. But if he's doing that 
German crazy accent that he's doing for a second movie in a row, then I'm going to come back and tell you that I think that Tom Hanks has jumped the shark. Something's up with this guy if he does this two times in a row. Now, that's another guy saying that Tom Hanks had nothing to do in this movie, uh, so little to do in this movie except resurrect his his Elvis accent, which you know I have tortured you with incessantly because it, it – I love movies. I've told you this. And when someone wrecks a movie, I have to say this. Tom Hanks almost, and maybe I'm being kind because I really love his acting until recently. He basically wrecks the Elvis movie. Why didn't he listen to me? I said, wait a minute. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. I, you know, I was alive when Colonel Parker was alive, but I was young. I said, let me go revisit this. I, I heard him in real life uh, during my early lifetime. I said, let me go look this guy up again, though, because I forget what he sounds like. But I'm telling you, I said to myself, I forget exactly what he sounds like, but he doesn't sound like that. And I go, I go put the, the, the and it wasn't just one interview. I put a bunch of things on. I said, this guy barely has an accent at all. Somebody's got to ask Tom Hanks. I'm trying to get the answer. Why did you do that? What was the point? And I understand movies don't have to be accurate. And they take great liberties. But why would you do that? Why would you basically turn somebody? And I'm not saying Colonel Parker was a good guy. But he's not as bad as they make him out in this particular Elvis movie. And he was not some kind of German Nazi. But that's what Tom Hanks played him as. My favorite part, and I mean this exactly the opposite. It's not my favorite at all. But when he he just, he, he and he would repeat it. Because Elvis wasn't supposed to thrust his pelvis. And, and you know, Elvis, I got to jump around when I sing. Uh, I got to move when I sing. And uh, he was just supposed to be the new Elvis and just stand there with some hound dog on a on a stool. They made a fool out of him. He was the new Elvis. I don't know, know if you remember that. The new Elvis. And because they were going to lock him up for his uh, pelvis thrusting. And so he... He, he didn't listen. He just, he went bananas, gyrating and going crazy. And then you have Colonel Parker repeating at least twice. Why didn't he listen to me? And then I'm saying, what do you got to say it like that for? It's like back to the future. Biff, make like a tree, McFly, and get out of here. And his grandfather smacks him over the head with the almanac and says, stop saying it like maybe his cane even, but said, stop saying it like that. You sound like a jerk. It's make like a tree and leave. This is the town square, New Jersey info and weather network. 
Uh, yes, it is I. Hurley in the morning. I want to give you four stories that you can follow. Sixth annual Ironman 70.3 Atlantic City triathlon. Traffic impact tomorrow. If you go to our story, you'll see every single city that's involved, and it's many. Hamilton Township has unveiled Trophy Park. We'll review that 8 o'clock with Mayor Kane. Kelsey Grammer returns to Atlantic City tonight and tomorrow. And do you believe in the Jersey Devil? In the very end of the article, I tell you if I do. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. The satellite picture is nice and clear this morning. No chance of rain today. And we'll enjoy seasonable temperatures across South Jersey, typical for early September. It's really going to be a beautiful day. Enjoy the sunshine. High temperature around 79. We do have a high risk of rip currents posted along the shore again. Mainly clear and comfortable tonight. Low of 60. Partly sunny and warm tomorrow. High temperature around 80. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 44 minutes past the hour. Let me keep the momentum going of not talking about any hard news. Because I had intended to talk about the Spy Museum in Washington, D.C. Really interesting what they just did on their board uh, appointing two people that um, are on the 51, you know, the list of 51 liars who, uh, well, I shouldn't say liars. Uh, I think they're liars, but could, or they're just very bad at what they do because how could they all sign this letter and write all these things that they did on their, in their own social media platforms about the um, Hunter Biden laptop, so on and so forth. Let me give you an example. One of these people that's just been appointed to the International Spy Museum uh, wrote in the past, bad spycraft alert, the laptop, briefcase, safe, hard drive, purse, wallet, jacket pocket, full of accidentally abandoned secret. It's an old KGB slash FSB technique of planning data to be suddenly discovered just for a gullible news media. Well, Who's gullible now? Malcolm Nance wrote what I just shared with you. That was him at the time saying that the Hunter Biden information was Russian disinformation, Russian propaganda. Interesting, isn't it? And they're they're getting appointed to things. This is the uh, the swamp that we live in. But as I continue to talk about things that aren't hard news, other than that last thing, Major League Baseball, and we've told you all three. No, not not all three. We've told you two of the three in the past. Next year, there will be three. I think they're rather major changes. The actual base, first base, second base, third base, the actual base will be made three inches bigger. Now, what's going to be interesting about that, hopefully they just make it wider, not three inches all the way around, because think about this. It is, it's kind of like extraordinary. 
the distance that the bases are away from each other and away from home plate, you, how many times do you see just barely they get the runner out at first? So many times. Bang, bang. And if you change the size of the base in a way that would make it closer to home plate, I don't think they will. You could dramatically affect a number of plays that are that close, where three inches could easily make the difference. So the bases will be bigger, three inches bigger, exactly. I like the second one, and there are no particular order. My second one, pitchers will be on a clock because you have some pitchers, they're just ridiculous, and the games are incredibly long. So that's going to be a rule. And I like this third one. How many times have you seen, like in days gone by, crushing balls up the middle But there's a defender right there or a crushing ball down uh, between first and second base. That would always be a hit in days gone by. But you've got a second baseman who might be a shortstop on that side of the bag or whatever. And because you have two infielders, three with the first baseman on one side of the field, one of them's playing in the outfield, basically. I saw a game affected last night by that. A ball that would always have been a hit in days gone by. Starting next year, the shortstop is not going to be able to be, there will not be allowed to go on the other side of second base towards first base, if you will. That's not going to be allowed. I'm a fan of that. The shift was very strategic. And when you study, you see all these players, they, they lift off their hat and they're looking inside their hat. And in case you're wondering what the hell is interesting inside their hat, they have every player that's in the game and where they should play, where they should set up, outfielders in particular. But they all have it. And that's why you see them looking. Some of them keep it in their back pocket, but most of them have it right inside the hat. And then all of a sudden you'll see them move and set up for the uh, the player that's at the plate. So the shifting on the base paths is going to change. So three changes coming next year. Bases will be three inches bigger. The pitch clock and the shift on the base path. And this will, all of it, and I think particularly the shift... And in some cases, the pitch clock, because there are pitchers that have a routine. And if you take them out, like they're, I used to tell you, I would bounce the ball three times and let it rip. It, that was my thing. I, I just wanted to create a repeatable type of thing. And I had great success. If you get too inside your head and start aiming and doing different things, it's not fluid. It's not natural. The release isn't right. And you don't seem to... Uh, perform at at a consistent level pitchers that take a lot of time they have a whole routine i mean you ever see rafa nadal this this guy i mean his water bottles have to be in the, in facing the same way uh 
he goes through a whole routine where he touches different parts of his body, including picking his own hiney almost on every play. I mean, the guy has like a whole routine he does. If all of a sudden you said you can't do that anymore, he'd probably be a basket case because he's got a whole routine that he does. And pitchers have a whole routine that they do. Step off the mound. Maybe they go back towards that little rake thing. Uh, They do a couple little whatevers. uh, And then they come back onto the mound. And then they start to get ready. And then they get ready. And then they think about the pitch. And then they finally throw the pitch. You take that away. And they have half that amount of time or whatever it is. That'll be an impact. And of course, the shift is going to be a major impact. 51 minutes past the hour. Do not go away. We'll be right back. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. We're investing. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Thank you very much. When you get a moment, I would ask you, because we've spent some quality time on it, I think you'll find it entertaining. Uh, you'll decide whether you are a believer or a non-believer. Uh, the, the story doesn't push one way or the other. We just we just report on what we've learned. And I guess because Halloween and whatever around the corner in October, October, Monday, October 31st, in case you're wondering, uh, I revisited – something that I wrote about about a year ago, and that is the Jersey Devil. I've always been fascinated since childhood, always have been fascinated by the Jersey Devil. And after you read the piece, let me know. Some are already doing it. I have it posted on my social media. Some are already letting me know whether they believe or they don't believe. And, and, I'm not in the business. I don't. If you believe, you believe. If you don't believe, you don't believe. Just tell me what you think. And towards the end of, I guess it's the very end of my article, I share with you whether I believe or I don't believe. But if you get a moment, check that out. It's a pretty good read. And we have a little bit of art in there as well. Uh, check it out. I think you'll find it interesting. Coming up right after the top of the hour break, your wide open forum for the entire hour. Six, I can't wait. I know there's a lot on your mind. 609-407-1450. Please join me all next hour long on the phone lines. Obviously, open forum is impossible for it to work unless you are here and and on our phone lines. 609-407-1450. Remember I said the other day, why would the DOJ and the Biden administration, why are they so twisted over this judge, Aileen Cannon, appointing a special master? As a, as a former referee, I happen to have a uh, great love, a great affinity for, for referees. It's a very tough job. You don't please anyone if you're doing it right. You get everybody mad at you. Good tra- I have to say. Probably, I never thought about it before, but probably a very good proving ground for what would become uh, what I believe I was meant to do. Uh, And that's the past 31 years being here with you. Uh, 
very good proving ground. When you're a ref and you're making calls that go against the team, which means by definition for the other team, if you will, then they think you're cheating for the other team. Then you call it the other way and they think, oh, it was a makeup car. You're, you know, you're, you're terrible with them. Uh, so it's a very good proving ground. I can't wait. Oh, I've got a story that I'm waiting to write, but I have to wait for Aaron Judge to make my day. When Aaron Judge, I'll have it written ahead of time. When Aaron Judge, and they're starting not to pitch to him, more intentional walks yesterday. But when he hits his 60-second home run and becomes the all-time home run king, I have a stem winder ready to go that's going to make the case that it's not Barry Bonds and it's not any of the other people. Sammy Sosa, what did he hit, 66 the year that Bonds hit 73 or whatever he hit. You just, I don't care who says it counts. That's why it's America. It doesn't count with me. And it's never going to count with me. Have you seen some of these people that were all blown up on steroids that when the league cracked down, you see them the next year and they're tiny little people and they can't do anything? No power, no nothing. No, I, I, I will not, I will never accept the Royd era uh, as legitimate. It's, it's not fair. It's, it's, it should actually, the commissioner should have the guts to decommission those records or at least put asterisks next to them. Gosh, if, if uh, Ford Frick threw an asterisk on Roger Maris, then how can this not elevate to that but the doj and biden they are actually appealing they're trying to get the special master removed they have something to hide your calls are next wpgg atlantic city wenjhd3 millville a town square media station everything you need to know in six minutes starts now from harry hurley way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Thank you. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, thank you very much and welcome back. Five minutes past the hour. Let me put out a little... Um, Heart starter for the hour, and you don't have to react to this, but I think you'll want to know about it. Reuters uh, just released a survey. By, uh, Joe Biden's poll numbers have cratered 38% approval, 58% disapproval, huge drop. Now, remember, out of those that were surveyed, 1,005 total, 449 were Democrats, 357 Republicans. This is what they always do. And that's why I'm telling you, I, I you don't know how much therapy I've had to do over the past two weeks. Harry, is, is this really true? Like they're saying he's, Biden's popular and, and, and th- 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 this isn't going to happen now, is it? I mean, people are going bananas. 
I'm telling you right now, nothing has changed. Republicans win the House. It's over. I've told you it's over. Just like I guaranteed you the other night that that judge would hit a home run. But notice I didn't guarantee yesterday that he would. When I guaranteed he would, he did. I'm just teasing on that, but but it is true, though. I did say it. But I've said from the beginning, and I haven't wavered, the Senate is in doubt. But they almost 100 more Democrats in the sampling, and he's still only at 41%. Think where he really would be. That's why I keep telling you, isn't it funny how the, the, the one survey that counts, like when people actually vote, uh, if, if only polls counted, Vince Palestina uh, would not be senator. Vince Massio would be. He was way up. And, and so was uh, Andrzejczyk against Testa. And notice it always favors the Democrats. You never, ever see these mistakes. And they're not mistakes. But you never see them favor the Republican. Let me tell you the Senate math. It's as simple as this. Don't let them make it complicated. To regain the Senate, Republicans would be very, very uh, much in good shape if they keep Wisconsin, Florida, Ohio, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and then just win one state. Now, of course, Arizona, which I don't know how, but that state is now Democrat. I mean, Mark Kelly's terrible, but he's probably going to win. Nevada, Laxalt is going to win, and I'm rooting big time for Herschel Walker in Georgia. I told you from the beginning, if Oz wins in Pennsylvania and Herschel Walker wins in Georgia, it's over. Republicans will have at least a 51 to 49 advantage in the Senate. But I said from the beginning, the House is over. The Senate is very much in play. Nothing has changed. And that sampling, you're not going to hear anybody else talk about that. That's a legitimate news agency. That's a Reuters poll. It's weighted to favor Democrats, and it's still terrible news. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. I'll tell you what. Come uh, November 8th or whatever day it is, I'm going to get in my power wheelchair, go to the library first, and if it's not there, then I'm going to do a beeline back to the Catholic Church on 38th Street, and I'll vote there. Because I really don't trust the mail in voting at this point. But uh, that being said, uh, I want to make a comment about the Jersey Devil and about Dennis Prager's uh, explanation of the difference between the right and the left. All right, so do it in that order, and I, I'm sure you were going to. Uh, do you believe in the Jersey Devil? I do. And tell us why. I do. How come? Okay. Okay, when the Dutch navigators had come over and they made New Jersey, New York, New Netherlands, they explored the waterways in boats and small boats, and they found a creature they called the Drake Kill, the river dragon, a furry dragon-like creature that was near waterways. That's where food is. That's why that creature was there. I believe that creature lives in portals that they go into the deep earth. That's what I believe, but uh, I'm a conspiracy kook anyway, right? Anyway, no. <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm, I, I shouldn't put myself down like that. But no, the, the world's mysterious. The world is a mysterious world. God created a mysterious place called the earth. And we don't have all the secrets of what's going on, that's for sure. Dennis Prager had said, uh, he, being from that world of the left, he says the left and the liberal are not really the same thing. He said the liberal actually wants full integration, whereas the left, the radical left, 
if integration means uh, that white people will be included, then they're, that they're, they don't want anything to do with it. But one thing that the left, the radical left and the radical liberal have in common is they both are pro-big government and they hate the right. But I was going to say a third thing was they're, they're espousing uh, destructive uh, policies for America. I mean, introducing little kids to carnal knowledge. Why? Why are you doing it? Also, uh, making kids confused about their, their sexual identity. Hey, Flash, let me ask you a serious question, because nobody will answer this for me. Why are they allowed to say to children things that if you said the same thing to children anywhere else on the planet, you would be arrested, you would be a, a convicted pedophile, you would be a Megan's List uh, recipient for the rest of your life? Why are they allowed to be basically, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I don't know if anybody has ever said it this bluntly before, but they are able to behave protected with some cloak of of protection as pedophiles. Well, remember, Yuri Bezmenov had said that the, the demoralization process has already uh, taken full effect. He said the Soviets had started that. Even William Guy Carr, who actually wrote Pawns in the Game, which is a scathing expose of the modern-day Illuminati, he also, read, he also wrote Fog Over America, and he said that the commies were using the 49th parallel to bring heroin over and also hardcore pornography, which were called smokers back then, to degenerate us. So they know that to degenerate us from within is, is a key for them, and they, they've been getting they, – they've demoralized us so much so that we just, we just accept anything. But these people that are in power, it's like, how do they get away with it? I, I, I don't know. That's a that's a question for maybe our politicians to solve, maybe. But our politicians are all looking out for themselves. It doesn't look like they're looking out for us. But I was going to say, you know, Dennis Prager had actually envisioned that the uh, the people with wisdom are on the right, and the people with smarts maybe within, was with smarts well scholastically and maybe high IQs are on the left. But they're not actually, they have no wisdom, he says. That's what they lack. He says he uh, was raised in not a strict Jewish family, but a family that respected the Ten Commandments. And he said he honored his mother and father all the way up till their 90s. And he says he never regrets having believed in a God. And he believes in God. He says that's, that's one of our problems. We've lost our moral compass, man. That's for sure. I'm not a goody two-shoe, but I'm, I struggle with sin big time. I'm not going to go into it, but I, I, I'm not a rapist. I'm not a molester. I'm not a killer. That's that's there's three people that are there to have their tickets stamped to hellfire as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But I'm no saint either. But I struggle with. Uh, I'm seven years sober. I'm not. I want to drink still, but I'm not going to go back. And so that's over for me. But uh, yeah, I struggle. I struggle with sin because I'm going to struggle with the flesh until I'm dead. But uh, you know, but uh, taking our country back, we'd all have to meet in the middle. And that, I don't see that for. I don't think that, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Thanks for letting me call in. Thank you, Flash. Yeah, it's not going to happen anytime soon because we're tribal and warring and it's worse than any time since the civil war if you get a moment the article that i wrote is titled is the mythical jersey devil real question mark do you believe question mark read and decide now i used as the art with permission author v scott makem who we've had in studio and we gave a we did a wonderful so popular um on air giveaway of his book devil leads because you you've there, there's another name that I'm, I'm forgetting but it's in my article but since 1735 there is recorded history of what was known as the Leeds devil 
you have the Jersey Devil, you have V. Scott Makem. He wrote The Devil Leads, and there's another name, and I'm not talking about um, Phantasm or anything like that, although that's, that's in my story as well. But there's another name that this this um, alleged winged Phantasm uh possesses i just can't remember but it's in the story check it out it's readable i think it makes you think and people have been leaving comments on my facebook page i'm going to check more now that uh we have a couple of minutes during the break and when we come back you will join the program you right there you right there when we come back sean hannity is up early in the morning break follows and then we'll be right back with your calls at 609-407-1450. Special day, special time. Mayor Charles Kane coming up. We had Obviously, we had Labor Day on Monday, uh, so we don't want to miss Mayor Kane. And I have to tell you that there is, unless it changes, there is rather dramatic news that will be shared. And when the news is shared, I don't think you will will find fault in me calling it dramatic, major, major breaking news coming up with Mayor Kane and less. And this news is going to, it almost came out last week. It's coming out. It's just a matter of, is it today? And I think it is today. At last we spoke, it would be today. And then Brother Don Hurley, we're going to talk about the doubleheader of John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, the second engagement, and we wrote a really nice piece about it, um, and it was it was great. Briefly exchanged uh, back and forth several times with Jim Allen, uh, the uh, chairman of the Hard Rock Casino juggernaut and a former Trumpian, former Trump executive. We go back a long, long time, 35 years, he and I, and... Uh, we wrote a nice piece about Sylvester Stallone, Frank Stallone, and John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. And get ready, because and the weather, it's going to be, it's going to happen again. The weather this summer, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like it ever again. Briefly, Carmen Murata and I talked about it. I mean, they didn't have, they didn't have one rain out. And it's not going to be a rain out today. Summer's Point. And the beach and that beautiful stage. We were there last Friday night. The Cowsills. If you've never heard of the Cowsills, they were the it band for a moment. They are the band that they are the inspiration of the Partridge family. Let's start there. They recorded the song Love American Style for the TV show and some other recognizable work as well there was a moment in time where they were the biggest musical it in america they'll be here tonight in summer's point at a free concert how about that all right back to your calls right for this your morning espresso starts right here it's the sean hannity morning minute we now have the lowest level of petroleum reserves than we've had in 34 years because joe biden is tapping into it to artificially increase 
the supply in the marketplace to lower prices in the lead up to the election. The average rate on a 30 year fixed mortgage is now nearly 6%, topping an earlier high from June, according to a weekly survey by Freddie Mac released just today. At this time last year, rates were below 3%, so they're nearly double. The Agricultural Department is reporting that 10% of American households are now struggling to afford food. I mean, this this is a disaster. The Sean Hannity Show, from coast to coast, later today. Many families have been devastated by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987. My name's Amber, and I'm an attorney at Dudley DeBosier. My father was stationed there during that time and later diagnosed with Parkinson's due to that exposure. So at Dudley DeBosier, not only do we know the law and understand how to navigate this, we're in the trenches with you. We're helping my family, and we'd like to help you. Dudley DeBosier is filing claims this week. Visit ddhelps.com. ddhelps.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, Sean. So the story I was telling you right before the break about this is despicable. Imagine they're spending our taxpayer dollars to appeal the appointment of a special master. They don't want anyone to see what they're doing. It's outrageous. It is so corrupt. It is so dirty. This is I thought Obama was dirty. This Biden is a sleazebag. Everything they do is filthy, dirty. They've weaponized everything. I'm telling you, you ain't seen nothing yet. They are coming after so many people. They don't care. I mean, look, at it's not federal. It's now state, but they're all in cahoots. It's like, hey, they, uh, Trump pardoned them. Nothing we can do. So you take it from here. So they're, they come after Bannon again. Same charges coming after the guy. Uh, they just and they're never going to stop. And announced yesterday a federal grand jury is convened investigating Trump on his um, campaign spending. I mean, you look at what Biden, Obama, do you know all the foreign people Obama took money from and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and all of this? And I, I told you a long time ago and you tell me if I wasn't dead center bullseye right on when I said that President Trump and his kids, too. They're going to be under investigation for the rest of their lives. I don't think people realize how many criminal investigations right now. They are absolutely trying to finish him off. And there's nothing going to come of it. But they believe that they can just mess him up so much that they'll make Republicans turn away from him. They're trying to finish him off politically by using the weaponization of the government apparatus. It is it is as dirty as it gets. 
Trump is facing so many criminal investigations, your head would spin. And any one of those punks would be in a mental institution right now if they had the weight, the pressure that's being brought to bear on President Trump. They couldn't take one one hundredth of what they've been dishing out to him. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Morning, Harry. Morning. Um, you know, Alexis de Tocqueville said that uh, democracy would end here as soon as the government realized it could bribe the people with their own money. And, you know, that's what's happening right now. They're, you know, they, <laughs> they, they took your, they, they, they took, took your money through taxes with COVID and then they gave it back out. And now they're taking it back from you by raising interest rates. It just, the money just keeps getting, going back and forth, but it's never winding up in our pockets. But you, you asked why they would want to, they're, they're apoplectic over this special master. Well, it's the same reason that they want to do away with the Electoral College. It's the same reason they want to have more than nine justices and pack the court. It's the same reason they want to do away with the filibuster. Because all of these things make the playing field level. They make it fair. Yeah, they want absolute control. Right. And Barack Obama many times used this line in speeches where he said, America works best when everyone gets a fair shot, when everyone uh, pays their fair share, and when everyone plays by the same set of rules. Okay? Well... But, of course, even when he said it, they were just words. He never meant it. That's not how they play. They don't want it to be fair. They want it to be completely controlled and weighted to their advantage. He didn't mean it when he said the words. No. And, uh, again, you, you, you've talked about this ad nauseum, Harry. We've all seen Biden. We've seen that he cannot function. He's not there. He's not present, I think is your term. Okay. So do you honestly think he could come up with these new things every single day? This was Obama's presidency. Every day there was something else. Now, I, I think I mentioned this the other day. Joe Biden had 30 minutes of primetime airtime in Philadelphia, and he didn't use five seconds of it to talk about something that he did that improved the life of a single American. The entire 30 minutes was spent trashing the other side, trashing Trump, trashing Trump supporters. And, and now he's trying to walk it back. Well, by definition, if you voted for Trump, you are a MAGA Republican. I mean, that was the whole... That was the whole brand of the campaign. It was MAGA, Make America Great Again. So to say that you weren't going after all Trump supporters, that's, that's ridiculous. You would have to be, by definition, because if you voted for Trump, you want MAGA. You're, right, you're- and, and Andy, he owned it when he said it. He was taking it for a test drive. They polled it overnight, and he got very, very poor grades. The American people did not care for it at all. So now he acts like he never said it. I don't mean I don't mean all Republicans. I just, I just mean MAGA Republicans. Well, when something goes wrong for them, Harry, they act like it never happened. Again, that's Obama gaslighting. They act like Afghanistan never happened. They don't even talk about it. Okay, uh, you know the you know Tony Bobolinsky. It's like the man was never born. You know you can't discredit him, so they don't even try. Their, their only option is to pretend he doesn't exist, that he never gave an interview, that he never spent five hours with the FBI. They have to pretend he doesn't exist. Because how can you disc- – the guy is probably the most 
most credible witness whistleblower in American history. Andy, you might remember my prediction. I said we will never hear from him. We will never see him again. That's how credible he was. Yeah, but then we found out, I guess, in the past week, that he had our interview with the FBI. Right, and and you know what that's all about. Uh, I had a conversation with a friend uh, in another state yesterday about this. It's very fresh in my mind. The FBI only had him in for the questioning so they could learn everything he knows. Uh, Because what I think our listeners may or may not be aware of, he's never, ever testified at any grand jury. I mean, there's allegedly four years, a Hunter Biden grand jury. Uh, How can you not have Bobulinski with everything he has? Uh, They're so crooked. It is unbelievable. They want to get Trump and they're doing fake investigation of Hunter Biden simply to make it look like they're doing something fair. But they're doing nothing, really. It's 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 two separate standards here. Well, they're engaging in fascism while accusing us of being fascists. Correct. You know, you, you, uh, I, I, it was a Shelby Steele who talked about, um, you know, the, 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 the liberal white guilt and the race hustlers. He said they point to others to absolve themselves of their own guilt. And I'm paraphrasing, but I think I'm pretty close to what he said. They point to others to absolve themselves of their own guilt. And that's, you know. Yeah. And and another way to say it is everything they accuse the other side of, they are absolutely positively guilty of. Halftime break is here. Actually, a minute late, Andy. I've got to go. Have a great weekend. That's Andy. Uh, 609-407-1450, open phone line. When we come back from the break, you will join us next. You'll be after that and you'll be after that. That's the next three batters uh, of the New York Yankees lineup even if there is a Mets player uh, on that lineup card. He's a Yankee uh, in the next segment. Uh, 609-407-1450, open phone line. Don't go away. It's early in the morning. Small part of South Jersey's number one, all because of you. WPG Talk Radio, 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network. And I'm going to get in four stories that you can, you can follow right now on the app and on the website. The sixth annual Ironman 70.3 Atlantic City Triathlon is tomorrow. There, There is obviously a traffic impact. We have all of it uh, if you go check it out. Hamilton Township. And we'll unveil this with Mayor Kane coming up in about 30 minutes. They've unveiled Trophy Park. It's it's amazing if it can happen. Kelsey Grammer returns to Atlantic City this weekend. And do you believe in the Jersey Devil? From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Hands down, a fantastic Friday for you. Temperatures comfortable this morning on either side of 60 degrees, warming up to around 79 this afternoon. First part of the day will feature a breeze coming off the ocean, but we'll enjoy sunshine, dry air, and dry weather. Mainly clear and comfortable tonight. Low temperature around 60, maybe some light fog. Partly sunny and 80 tomorrow. Clouds and rain showers on Sunday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions about Medicare? WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. 
Thank you. 37 minutes past the hour. 37 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. An open phone line. 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, good morning, Harry. Um, I want to call it an OU an apology. Oh, really? And um, Yes. A couple of weeks ago, we had we got a segment on remakes, the second show better than the first movie. Yeah. And I did the top five of Westerns. And over the weekend, I the first one that you, you questioned me on was good because uh, I've never seen it in many, many years. And it was number one was the true grit. Oh, you said, you know, I thought I was nuts. <laughs> I hope I wasn't that harsh. I, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. But I actually it came on Saturday night with John Wayne. And I sit there and made a point to watch the movie. And I was totally wrong. Wow. It's it. it, it yeah. I, well, it, look, I mean, I'm not surprised to hear you say that, although. I'm I'm wide open to the fact that different people have different tastes. I I might think uh, an older version is better and someone else might think a newer version is better. For example, I'm sure it's way open to debate and I go back and forth. I don't really have it figured out yet in my own mind. The Thomas Crown Affair, uh, I think the one with Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo, I like more. But then like you just did, uh, and I did it by accident. I thought this was a number of months ago, but I thought that I was uh, ordering up the uh, the Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo version because it said it in the actual, uh, you know, visual that I was looking at when I picked it. And all of a sudden it comes on and it's Steve McQueen and Faye Dunaway. I'm like, what the hell's going on around here? So I said, oh, they were wrong. They, it wasn't, you know, that just that typeset was wrong and, and, it, and it's the original. Well, I watch the original and then I get sort of guess, second guessing myself and saying that I think the original is better than the remake. Some remakes, I think we can agree on this. Some remakes are just absolutely terrible and they, they, they should never have been made. But I understood what you were saying that day, but I just thought the original trumped it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it was weird because I haven't seen the original probably in so many years yep. that I kind of forgot it. That's what happens. And it brought it back, and I'm sitting there, and I was glued to it, and I'm like... They're, they're, by the way, this is a good lesson that we all need to uh, pay attention to. We don't need to learn it. We just need to revisit it. It's easy, the last thing you hear or the last thing you see can be overweighted in terms of how you would evaluate something that you have not familiarized yourself with in, for an extended period of time. And that's what happened in your case. You became reacquainted. You watched it. It was like, whoa, this is better than the, than the remake. And you just forgot. Uh, that's, I think, human nature. Well, thank you, Harry, my life coach, and I'll thank talk you. to you again soon. You Appreciate that. Day. Thank you. I had someone write me the other day, Harry Hurley, life coach, and uh, I don't think I'm one, but I would love to be one. I think I would be good at it. Uh, and someone did write me, Harry Hurley, life coach, yesterday, and I did write back my advice because uh, I see I see people, and it, I'm think I'm speaking about famous people that just blow themselves up 
And I never, I don't understand it. Like I'm telling you, Jennifer Lawrence has dramatically affected her career. Maybe not the roles that she'll get because everything she did was perfectly woke. But you have to consider, like I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan, but a lot of people are turned off of Tom Cruise because of Scientology, uh, the, the Oprah appearance when he went crazy, jumping up and down on the couch, professing his love for Katie Holmes. And and uh, there are people that say that the, the, the Scientology church made him do that, made him come out and do things that, you know, he had never done before uh, and, and, and so on. Uh, I'm not turned off Tom Cruise. I think he's a fantastic actor and a great movie maker. But some people are turned off. Jennifer Lawrence, if you don't know, she trashed her father, trashed him horribly. And I just believe, I mean, I know for me, uh, I used to really like her. I like her as an actress. I'm not saying actor. Oh, the best actor in a female role. Now, you know, they don't even say that anymore because that's now a problem. You see where we're going with all this. They're 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 just twisting everybody up into knots, and you don't even know what's safe to say, uh, and and that's why I'm telling you, you know, I'm not telling you what you should do. I'm telling you what I do. I'm not letting them affect me. I'm not letting them put me into their arena, their field, their their field of play where you don't know what you can say and you don't know what you what you can't say. If you say you're not a racist, then you're, that means you're really a racist. You're a racist anyhow just because you're white. And now uh, if you say you're not a racist, that means you're really a racist. They just want to make you paralyzed from being able to exist. Don't let them. Don't let them. And I know it's tough. Because they, they're, they're the name callers. They're saying, like Biden's yelling, he's calling names while saying that the people he's calling names are the name callers and the haters. This is what we're up against. They're so, they're, they're bizarre in what they're doing. They're the haters. And they're going to say you are. And it's them. Back after this with your calls. You'll be next. You'll be right after that. You'll be right after that. Don't go away. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now. Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back 10 minutes before the top of the hour. We have Hamilton Township Mayor Charles Kane coming up right after the break. So he is almost exactly 15 minutes away. And then we're going to do what we've been doing on a pretty regular basis. And that is turning off all of this uh, painful, difficult, uh, unpleasant stuff that is just a part of daily life. I mean, think about how many things... 
that used to be effortless are now such a chore. And you don't even I don't know how you plan for this. The basic things that you just you knew you could just get. I now plan way in advance. I, and I, I don't mind. I am a planner. I, I enjoy planning our vacations. I, I'm I'm good at it. I like I like to be organized. I like planning. But I mean, basic stuff that was in the bag. You didn't even have to worry about it. You now have to really plan. When we go away, I now have changed the whole deal. I put one or two days uh, on on the other side of the uh, the vacation because you don't know if you can get back. So if you get back, great. And if you don't, you don't have to sweat it. Margie and I, we we arrived at Orlando International Airport uh, during the pandemic and our flight was canceled. We couldn't get a flight anywhere. Philadelphia, nowhere. And that would have been not great flying into Philly and then getting from Philly into, you know, back home because we wouldn't have had a car in Philly at that point. And fortunately, uh, Spirit Air did. Uh, it was several hours, though, of stress because I was due back the next day. And I, ha- I had things I needed to, to be at and things I needed to do. And th- you never had to worry about that before. It just never happened. If your plane was a problem, then you got on the next one. And the next one was soon after the other one, typically. Now, if you don't get the one plane that you made the reservation for, good luck. I know people, and you do too, I'm sure, that got stuck for days. I personally know someone. I think it took them three or four days to get home from Florida by plane. That's It's obviously a little bit better, but there's still a lot of cancellations. We've been very fortunate. And even on this day, even though we had about four hours or so of stress, we did get put on uh, a very late flight. We wound up, I, I got no sleep. I basically went home and then drove right into work. But we got home sometime around, I think, one o'clock or so, two o'clock in the morning, something like that. Uh, and, and I felt fortunate. But yeah, it's just things that used to be no brainer, easy, guaranteed, no issues. Now you have to plan, plan, plan. Even food. You can't assume that anything is going to be there. I I went somewhere the other day. Couldn't believe how many empty shelves there were. And even when there was stuff, it might have been one and then nothing else left of that particular item. It's, It's a very, very challenging time right now. That's why we like to turn it off. And we will in the nine o'clock hour. Peter, I am Hurley in the morning. Uh, your name is Manic, but you don't behave manically. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Okay. First of all, I do believe in the Jersey Devil. And not only that, but they fly out of the Air National Guard base out in Pomona. Did you know that? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I'm sorry, I couldn't. Yeah, I like to say they, like there's more than one. They fly, like there's a, yeah. like there's a fleet of them. That's funny. I like it. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I actually did. I didn't do it this time, but when I wrote about uh, the Jersey Devil, I did put a gallery. I didn't do the gallery. Someone else did. A colleague, but there is the Jersey Devil 
if people look at my previous article, what Peter's talking about, uh, there is uh, a Jersey Devil fleet of of airplanes. Uh, anyhow, what's on your mind, Peter? Well, that's all I wanted to share with you. Oh, good. A little bit levity today. I like it. Yeah, I like it. But have a blessed day. You too, my friend. See ya. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. I think this is a New York Yankee fan. It's got to be. Uh, welcome to the Hurley in the Morning program. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Yankee oh, fan. What's going on? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Matt wanted to make an announcement today that it's like Chuck Malamut. Chuck Malamut was a Philadelphia Phillies fan his entire life. And then one day he came in and he's a Dodgers fan. Uh that was probably about three years ago, I think. Matt used to be a Mets fan. Uh, he's now a Yankees fan. I'm sure he'll agree because I'm the truth in broadcasting and I never lie. Uh, and I'm working on him to become an Eagles fan because we got to just shake or exercise all these. And that's not X-er-size, X-or-size, all of these uh, little, little idiosyncrasies like being a Giants fan. Uh, Matt, I know that's a bridge too far. I could see you being a Yankees fan before you would ever be uh, anything other than a New York Giants fan. But uh, I'm just kidding. Matt is not a Yankees fan. He he remains a New York Mets fan. Yeah, you got a better shot of making me a Yankees fan than an Eagles fan. I'll tell you that. But I thought so. At any rate. But neither is going to happen. Well, you, you, you're Kreskin. You're pocket Kreskin. Thank so you, you already you. knew that, right? Yes, yes. But uh, I wanted to talk to you about sports a little bit because you, your monologue earlier, um, all these changes in rules, okay, you know what drives sports, Harry. It's money, mm-hmm. and it's network advertising. It's TV, right? Yeah. It's it's major league money. It's Ford. It's Budweiser. It's it's. Big companies that are that are buying these commercials up, and this is how they pay for these exorbitant contracts that the players get. Correct. Yeah, and the people want to see scoring. Okay, they got away with the shift in baseball. You said that. Okay, you cannot touch a quarterback anywhere around the helmet now. That that's a fact. Yeah, or or the uh, below the knees. Yes. And look at basketball. They're talking about a four or five point line now instead of the three point line. That's what they're talking about. They want scoring. They want action. They want the game. Look at hockey even. They don't want any more fights because it slows the game down. They want scoring. And this drives these advertisers and drives it's, it's, it's a business. It is a business. Don't forget that. It's a business. That's how they pay $100 million salaries and stuff. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. And when you talked about the shift, it hit home with me. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep, I do. I mean, honest to God, that's what it's about. They want scoring. They don't want... I mean, defense is... Well, if you remember, know. Matt, if you remember, uh, the pitcher's mound used to be higher... And those pitchers like Bob Gibson and, and those ones that could just bear down and just annihilate, demolish hitters, they lowered the mound because the pitchers were dominating too much. And you you are absolutely 100% correct that the rule changes that we see the most are the ones that will advantage offense. 
because people don't want to see zero zero in the bottom of the twelfth inning. Nobody's scoring. Uh, they want to see home runs. Why? That's why Major League Baseball not only endorsed the Royd era when it was going on, they celebrated it. McGuire and Sosa and all that. That's why they're frauds and hypocrites. I never liked it at any stage because you looked at these people and come on. I mean, they were bigger than they ever were. People forget Barry Bonds was tiny. He was still great. He was a Hall of Fame great player before any of the um, the enhancements. But his head got bigger. His shoes, his feet continued. Whose feet grow when they're 30, 40 years old? Uh, so you're absolutely correct. They lowered the mound years ago to give hitters a fighting chance again. And the shift being changed is absolutely to make it that there are more base hits. And I didn't know about the, the, the making the bags bigger. You enlightened me on that today. That that was that, that's something to me. And you're right. Well, what I'm hoping is that they make them wider, but not in any way alter how I wouldn't want a runner to be able to get to first base three inches sooner. So if they make it wider, so that there's more room for the first baseman and the runner, I'm I'm okay with that. But uh, yeah, the for those who don't know, the, the first base, all the bases, will be three inches bigger. Matt, thank you for a great call. A lot of agreement there. I got to tell you, you were spot on. It's halftime. I'm going to enjoy the halftime festivities. Uh, a fiesta here in the studio, and then Mayor Kane right after the break. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Thank you. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is a special day, a special hour. Mayor Charles Kane is here, the mayor of Hamilton Township, also with Anne-Marie, the owners, the operators of the Auto Plaza at English Creek, which is the official and exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program and the Harry Hurley family, seemingly forever, but uh, more than two decades. Mayor Kane is appearing today on this special Friday, and he'll be back on Monday, which I can't wait. Uh, and this is a, not a makeup. Well, yeah, it's a makeup. Because Monday was Labor Day and we weren't here, we had the program, but we weren't we weren't live, and uh, we don't want to miss Mayor Kane. And he was available uh, this hour on this day, and so we here we go, uh, Mr. Mayor. Welcome to your program. Good Friday morning, Mayor. How are you? Oh, very well. And I know I love it. Different day, a different hour, so it has a cool vibe to it. I wrote a piece uh, which. I really was very excited to write, and that's that Hamilton Township has officially taken the wraps off of a potentially, I mean, just amazingly ambitious project known as Trophy Park. Uh, for those that wonder, is this is this real? Is it can it really happen? Is it is it um, Pollyanna and it just is something we're going to talk about, but it can never happen? Can this really happen in Hamilton Township? Because I've never seen anything in our state 
that would um, that would rival what this project would mean. Well, Mayor, I, I appreciate that. That's a really good question. I mean, uh, all all projects uh, when they come to municipalities, I mean, they come as ideas, and uh, you know, those ideas then have to be uh, transformed into um, something that fits within our zoning laws and uh, uh, you know fits within the community. And you know, this project uh, in its current uh, in its location. Um, should seemingly fit. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, we have a great uh, principal on the project that, uh, you know, has, has, has done a lot of the work, um, has everyone lined up. Now it's up to, you know, the township and, uh, you know, eventually the planning board to, to get a product that, that's going to work seamlessly within the community. And uh, hopefully we're moving to that point. If you go to uh, the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or the WPG talkradio.com website you can actually look at a blueprint of what's included here and i'll tell you mayor when i opened up this blueprint and i saw baseball fields and practice fields and stadiums and miniature golf and uh uh all kinds of other things this would be incredible would it not well, yeah, it, it certainly would. I mean, it, it's a game changer for Hamilton Township. It's a game changer for, uh, you know, the uh, entire region. I mean, this would draw uh, millions of visitors uh, in addition to what we already, you know, the casino gaming that's already here in Atlantic County. Um, this would be another draw for families. And, uh, you know, being a, a product of uh, having a child that uh, and a young adult that, that went through, uh, you know, the sports system and um, traveled around for sports, you know, these facilities, uh, they're few and far between, and this one is, is certainly designed to be a world-class facility. One of the problems, and, and the principal had uh, spoke about this uh, at, the, at the meeting on Monday night, you know, when, you, when, when families have to go to these events, usually, you know, it's all about the, the, the one uh, child that is in the event, and there's nothing left for the other siblings to do, uh, and uh, this... This complex takes care of that. Um, you know, when it, it can be an, a, a total destination and, and a total family um, experience uh, while the uh, one child is playing sports. So uh, it's a unique concept. Um, and as you can see by that blueprint, uh, I mean, it's been well thought out. And they've aligned themselves with, uh, you know, uh, the major sports uh, entities that uh, will help make it uh, successful and will have it sold out the day it opens. And I left out, I mean, I want people to go to the story because there's so many aspects, so many layers, texture to this proposal, uh, stadium and fields and um, amazing parking. Uh, it, it, what I love about it is it's self-contained. And if you're going to bring big numbers somewhere, you know, like a Disney World, if you will, you got to have parking. You have to have the facilities. This I left out. This has a 50,000 square foot hotel also as part of it. So there would be rooms if you're coming for a tournament, let's say, whatever it is, a little league tournament, whatever, whatever it might be. You, you've got a hotel right there. I mean, it's it's um, is it fair to say that on purpose, the concept of this is to be self-contained? I, I It's a uh, you know, and, and it, it seems like, um, you know, it is, it's designed to be self-contained as a destination resort for, um, uh, you know, uh, the entire families to attend these events. But yet um, the sheer size of it uh, would, would, you know, m would mean that people would 
go to other facilities outside of this uh, during their stay. So, um, you know, it, not only would it be a draw and people could, uh, you know, can be self-contained there, but the overflow uh, that's going to happen at the mall area, uh, at the restaurants there, uh, at the shops um, would be significant. Wow. If you had to put if you had to put a um, put odds on this, what likelihood is it that this is actually going to happen? Well, I, you know, the developer has done, um, he's, he's created these alliances. Um, you know, he's partnered with the, uh, the hotel chains. Um, everything is from his end is ready to go. But, you know, these things, uh, unfortunately, uh, they, they take some time. Uh, one of the frustrating things that I've, I've, I've talked about many times in, in, in government and, uh, you know, the stage that he's in now, he has approached the Pinelands and, you know, the Pinelands now will, you know, they have jurisdiction over this, uh, and they'll make a determination of what requirements they're going to put on him in order to have this built. Uh, from a developer standpoint, it's ready to go. Uh, from a community standpoint, you know, we, he has to get through Pinelands first and then it's got to come back to the township. It's got to come back to the township in, in, with the, with the Pinelands, um, uh, approvals or uh, the changes the Pinelands wants, and then uh, it goes through the planning process in the township. But, uh, you know, that's something that can happen um, in the near future. Uh, but, you know, Pinelands is first. Once you get through Pinelands, then we can start talking about it at the township I mean, level. There, look, there are enclosed structures, obviously. And, and again, if you go to our story about it, we have the blueprint there. Uh, and it's really easy to look. It's all labeled and you can see the different facilities and how it would be laid out and, and so on. There are obviously enclosed structures, but there's a lot of open space too, Mayor. Uh, there certainly are. If you if you look at it, I, I believe there were uh, 16 fields, baseball fields outside. Um, there is a, uh, a a minor league uh, baseball stadium. Uh, there is uh, uh, soccer fields, um, and and one of the things is if you look at his, if you look at the plans, um, you know you you just mentioned the word parking spots. Uh, one of the things I I took when I looked at it, you know, I'm always fearful of someone trying to underbuild something because, uh, you know, if you underbuild it, uh, what should happen on your property now happens on municipal streets and and the surrounding area. So uh, it's important, you know, as a member of the planning board and a member of um, uh, zoning board in the past that you you get these projects created so that, you know, they fit seamlessly within the community and uh, don't cause a burden on the community. Really important point. Let's get our first break in, Mayor. We're going to be right back. We're reviewing what is known as Trophy Park. And again, you can learn more and actually look at the schematic uh, if you go to my article from yesterday. Uh, at WPGTalkRadio.com or the WPG Talk Radio smartphone app. We'll continue our discussion with Mayor Charles Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township, Atlantic County, New Jersey, because there is Hamilton Township in another part of the state as well. A um, lot to talk about. And we continue right after this with Mayor Kane. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's 20 minutes past the hour with Mayor Charles Kane. The Auto Plaza in English Creek is the official and exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program. And they present this hour of our Hurley in the Morning program. Mayor Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township. This hour, we're talking about Hamilton Township issues. Mayor, uh, once Township Committee heard... Uh, Mr. Lau's presentation and word, you know, starts to spread around about this project and my article 
I'm proud to say, um, is well read. So a lot of people, thousands of people are aware that this is um, in the potential offering. Uh, what's been the feedback? Is it popular? Are there people saying, please don't do it? Uh, you know, are there people worried about density or are they excited about it? What's is there any general consensus at this early juncture? Oh, Mario, that that is, I mean, uh, with any project of this magnitude, um, you know, in any municipality, um, but but particularly here in Hamilton, when you have something of this magnitude, of course, there's going to be, uh, you know, all those emotions and all those feelings are going to come out. I mean, um, uh, you know, obviously, a lot of people think it's a great thing. Um, you know, anytime we can continue to engage our youth and have our youth, uh, you know, involved uh, and uh, occupied, you know, the chances are, uh, you know, we keep them out of trouble, and, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But of course, there's density issues um, that people are concerned about you know their quality of life they're concerned about um traffic is always always going to be a concern here in hamilton township so all those things um you know have to be worked out and and it begins and that's what i I tried to frame that the other night for those in attendance and those that will be watching on tv you know this is a preliminary step um it's a good step uh and uh you know this developer has spent a lot of money getting it to this point uh they're ready to move forward um, but, you know, it does come back to uh, once Pinelands reviews it and makes their recommendations, it comes back for that review for the township to make sure they get a product that fits, as I said earlier, seamlessly with the surrounding areas. So. I, I know it's not going to happen anytime soon because our, our system is just seemingly hopelessly uh, the way that it is on purpose. It's not by accident. Someday, somehow, some way, this whole Pinelands thing uh, is an abomination. Uh, I've seen people that had very reasonable things and Pinelands just absolutely demolishes you. Uh, They're capable actually of doing so many problematic things that they will frustrate anyone out of doing anything. Uh, But that's not to say that there aren't certain projects that they favor and will fast track. Uh, For me, this really, I think, should be for Pinelands type uh, philosophy there's so much outdoor components to this. I mean, obviously you need, I mean, the parking lots are outside, all the fields are outside. You start to look at the square footage of exterior uh, type activity versus enclosed structures. And really it's, it's, I don't know, I didn't put it, you know, to paper, but it's dramatically more an open space project than it is anything else. Is that a fair comment? I, I, yes, I, I do believe when you look at the size of the property um, and you look at the, uh, you know, the, the hotels, you look at the uh, welcome center, you look at the conference center, you look at the dorms, um, you know, and, and you compare that to the vastness of the open space that's going to remain, um, you know, it, it, it pales in comparison. So um, I, I certainly agree with your statement. And, uh, you know, look, and one of the things I, I, I did mention is that when I looked at that the plan, the first thing I saw the other night is I started counting parking spots. And I guess that's a, you know, that's a product of being on the planning board because uh, if, if you try to underbuild with parking, um, you know, you're, you're flawed from the beginning. Right. Now, do you agree? I don't know if you have um, a different opinion on this because we haven't we haven't talked about any of this. Uh, it looks to me like they have generously provided ample parking. Uh, they one one of the things again it, it caught my eye when I, I started going through it and I counted uh, briefly um, in, in the beginning of the presentation over four thousand parking spots and then when I uh, went on as the presentation went on I I, I 
saw there were over 5,000 spots uh, proposed. And there's additional property um, uh, available if they need to expand that. You know, that, and that calculation comes from uh, the, the engineers. Uh, we'll, we'll calculate uh, what's needed for each and every uh, sport venue there. And, you know, they'll put the parking standards on there for that. Um, and, you know, parking is, is uh, again, so important because, uh, you know, getting people in and out seamlessly um, and not having it overflow to the, you know, the surrounding area is what's most important when you're building projects like this. And I'm looking at the blueprint right now, and there's just parking everywhere you would want there to be parking obviously near the hotel uh and many other uh spread out locations there there there's a ton of parking and uh i'm going to be very uh interested to see what the pinelands does with this because they can they can make something happen or they can just basically shut you down and i know folks listening if you've ever had them in your life even at your own residence your own property no major commercial development type thing uh they they, they'll tell you you got to have these kinds of trees and this kind of plant and this kind of this and and they're just they're they're lunatics uh i hope i hope that the the pinelands gods uh shine favorably over this um project because they, they can be an absolute killer mayor not that you play to the peanut gallery but you have stalkers you have gadflies that now, if you said you were going to invent a cure for cancer, they would be telling you you put an in, the, the cancer industry out of business. You you couldn't do anything right for these people that will absolutely trash anything that you do. Uh, but obviously, I, I'm I'm almost just assuming this. The stalkers and the gadflies, they're just it's a knee jerk. It's it's almost like they uh, breathing air. They have to be against everything you're doing. Correct. Mayor, it absolutely amazes me. You know, people. Uh, that, How did I know, Mayor? They, you know, they claim that they have the best interest of the town at heart, um, but yet uh, they consistently, um, whether they're they, they vote against items uh, uh, that are that are um, good for the township, or they go out and promote lies and deceit about projects that are that you know could be viable and very good for the township. So, I listen. At the end of the day, um, I choose to keep my head down, uh, ignore them, and and move on and try to keep doing great things for Hamilton because you cannot deny. Um, what's happening in Hamilton Township right now. Uh, it's, it's almost a renaissance. I mean, when you look at the amount of interest, when you're, when you're drawing developers of this magnitude, you know, when you're talking about, uh, not, not investments of, you know, uh, $100,000, a million dollars, $10 million, when you start talking about investments of $200 million plus, um, and they choose Hamilton Township, that's a wonderful thing. It just goes to show all the great things we have to offer. But, you know, Trophy Park is a big, big announcement. But there's so many other great things that are going on in the township that um, we're very proud of. And, you know, these these detractors take away from every one of them. You know, the joy that you get of uh, you know developing and getting something to a certain point, it does get marred by the fact that uh, some people, because of their own agendas, um, just just knock it. And, and that's sad. But, um, you know, we keep our head down and uh, we're just going to keep doing great things for the township. And uh, we're excited about all the things that are, that are coming up. We have much more content, uh, much more discussion with Mayor Charles Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township, as we continue this hour of the Hurley in the Morning program presented by the Auto Plaza at English Creek. And then in our final hour, we turn off all the politics, all the serious, hard-hitting, uh, difficult, stressful, 
all the different things that are going on uh, in our daily lives, and we just have fun. No pressure, no stress, no fuss, no gadflies, no stalkers, just fun. We're going to do a recap of John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band and their doubleheader in Summers Point and in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock Casino Hotel with Sylvester Stallone and Frank Stallone. Tonight is the final Summers Point Summer Concert Series that uh, Carmen and Nancy Murata have put together. I believe their best summer ever. And, of course, the weather, they didn't have a rain out anywhere, not in Atlantic City at Kennedy Park or Kennedy Plaza, rather, or in Summers Point uh, on the beach. Tonight is the final Summers Point Summer 2022 Concert Series, and it will star the Cowsills. If you don't know the Cowsills, you really do. They're the real-life family band that were the inspiration for the Partridge family. I think they would have liked to have been the Partridge family. They would have liked to have been the act, not just the inspiration. Uh, they would have liked to have, I think, done the show. They're fantastic. They recorded the iconic theme song, Love American Style. You probably remember the uh, the hit television program. Um, great song. And they've done a whole lot of other recognizable things with Don Hurley. We will review all of this and more coming up in the next hour. Uh, we'll be back. It's uh, halftime with Mayor Kane. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app, BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And I'm Harry Hurley. I'm not going to give you three. I'm going to give you four stories that you can follow right now on the app and on the website. Sixth annual Ironman 70.3 mile Atlantic City Triathlon. There's obviously a traffic impact in multiple cities. We have all the details in the article that I wrote last night. Hamilton Township has unveiled Trophy Park. We're talking about it right now with Mayor Kane. Check out my article there. Kelsey Grammer returns to Atlantic City. He said back in May, quote, I love Atlantic City. He's been great. And do you believe in the Jersey Devil? From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. The satellite picture is nice and clear this morning. No chance of rain today. And we'll enjoy seasonable temperatures across South Jersey, typical for early September. It's really going to be a beautiful day. Enjoy the sunshine. High temperature around 79. We do have a high risk of rip currents posted along the shore again. Mainly clear and comfortable tonight. Low of 60. Partly sunny and warm tomorrow. High temperature around 80. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. That's tonight at 6. I am Hurley in the Morning, and we are here right now. And before we get to Mark Levin, you will have Brian Kilmeade. You will have Mark Lee and Van Camp. You will have Sean Hannity. And then you will have Mark Levin. Mayor, I think you're going to love this comment. And as I wrote my piece... I just felt compelled to also reveal, for those who don't know the author of the piece, me, that I spent over 30 years as a certified high school registered official, sports official. I traveled the state. I saw all the different stadiums and courts and, and athletic complexes that there are. And there's never been anything like this 
if this happens, it, it will be truly, I mean, a game changer. And we're talking about Trophy Park. A real estate um, executive wrote me, hey, I'm just tuning in. What's this Trophy Park? So I sent him the article that you can read on our website and on the app. It's titled Hamilton Township, Atlanta County, New Jersey, Unveils Trophy Park Complex. But listen to this one. Now, this is a lifetime friend of mine, but I know um, that this individual and his wife, they're awesome parents. They travel well. And, Mayor, you know, you, you, and you know it as you and Anne Marie as, as hockey parents. Uh, Chuck Malamut, it's probably already at work. Uh, he knows it from traveling well. This is a huge industry. People like Cal Ripken do these kinds of things, and they're spectacularly successful. They're, they're not, they're not Pollyanna. They're, they're not some kind of fantasy. Uh, it, it can happen unless certain forces get in the way and stupidness and politics and bureaucracy like the Pinelands and things like that uh, can ruin anything. New Jersey's always capable of screwing anything up. They're spectacular at it. But listen to this post, Mayor. I think it's just spot on what this whole thing is about. This is my friend Sal, and he writes, if this gets off the ground and comes to fruition, it will be a huge boost to the local area. This is a billion-dollar industry, and he's one. Parents travel all over the country for sports with their kids and spend a lot of money. My son is a 13U travel baseball player, and we traveled this summer to Cal Ripken's Experience Pigeon Forge, uh, Tennessee. We used it as a vacation with baseball. We ate out for lunch and dinner. Some of the things, Mayor, that you talked about, how it helps the local economy. Took in the local culture experience, cultural experience. Went to the amusement parks and so on. Again, this would be an incredible um, thing for the Atlanta County region. That's that's how parents will react to something like this. Absolutely, Mayor. Uh, you know that 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 is spot on. I mean, it, again, it, it is a game changer. And in a lot of areas, when something of this. Um, you know, when you talk about the Cal Ripken experience, you talk about Spooky Nook, you talk about places of that, uh, that, that are on this caliber in other areas, um, you know, entire towns build up around these places, uh, you know, so it does spur. And, and, and in Hamilton, we're very blessed that we have that infrastructure in place. Um, and, you know, the area, um, you know, this, this is going to come in and instead of, you know, building up around it, it's just going to be a support for all the local businesses that are surrounding it that are already in existence. And it, and it will attract more. It'll attract more um, businesses that are in this vein. Uh, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, more sports-related businesses um, uh, and entertainment-related businesses that'll support this. Uh, because what every parent will tell you, one of the things, uh, you know, inevitably, no matter how many times you tell your kid to make sure you check the bag and, um, you know, when you get to your destination, you're going to find out that something was forgotten. And the first thing you do is run out to go try to find it. So, um, you know, it, it's, it, it will absolutely help the surrounding area and, and retail and, and um, dining establishments. Mayor, let me get the last break in right now. And then we'll be uninterrupted until the top of the hour. I'm going to have the next comment for Mayor Kane to respond. And I'm not going to uh, put you on the on the spot. I'm going to tell you right now what my mini topic is going to be. Then we'll shift right back to Hamilton Township. Uh, but everybody in this area knows of the mythical Jersey Devil. Some believe, some don't believe. 
I wrote a piece titled, Is the Mythical Jersey Devil Real? Do you believe? Read and decide. And we, we also quote the local author, Scotty Makem, who wrote the book Devil Leads. Uh, and there's a whole lot going on again for him. Uh, the national television program that he was a part of uh, is re-airing his uh, piece. And there's something that's coming up. Let me go to my notes real quick here. The, um, the book is going to be out again. So we'll do another um, uh, book review with Scotty. We did a great on-air promotion that people loved. And I look at my book a lot. Uh, Scotty's going to be involved with the Irish Festival in October in Smithville. The Travel Channel is running his story again, In Search of Monsters, The Jersey Devil. And uh, I didn't know any of that. And my timing of my piece was basically because next month it's Halloween, and I was thinking about it, and I thought it would be a fun piece uh, that had nothing to do with uh, the harsh politics and you know supply chain broken and all these problems that everybody's facing right now. Uh, income issues, being able to afford food and gas and everything. Uh, so I just wanted to write something that just almost like a distraction, if you will. And the feedback has been incredible since we published this morning. And it, I, I, I guess I, the universe was channeling me or something because it fits right in with what Scotty is doing right now. And he is featured prominently in the article that you can read on the app and on our WPGTalkRadio.com website. So, Mayor, here's my question to you when we come back. Very simple. And I reveal at the end of the article, I'm not going to reveal it on air. you got to go see. I reveal whether I believe or I don't believe in the Jersey Devil. Mayor Kane, when we come back, I'm going to ask you, then we'll shift back to Hamilton Township. Do you believe in the Jersey Devil? The Jersey Devil has been written about and spoken about in the Atlanta County area. Since 1735, Mayor, do you believe yes or no? We'll be back with Mayor Kane and a cliffhanger. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. They have a great show. I unconditionally urge you to uh, take a listen to Markley and Van Camp and Robbins. They uh, they do a great job here and around the country. Uh, Mayor Kane will be back with you in just a moment. It is my privilege to also present that ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals are presenting this portion of our program as well. And they understand the rising energy costs continue to be one of the top news stories. And we can disagree about the solution, but we can agree to make sensible decisions to keep our home energy costs down. Start by calling my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals for their $79 fall heater and furnace tune-up special for new customers. I've had it done. It is a great tune-up checkup you'll know exactly where you stand if everything is good to go or if certain things need to be fixed or in fact if some items are going to need to be replaced they they're honest they will tell you like it is 
for just $79. Ambient Comfort will check and clean your system to make sure it's safe and running at maximum efficiency to prepare you to get through the winter season, regardless of who originally installed your system. If your bills were too high last year, regular maintenance or a new system from Ambient Comfort may help ease with rising energy costs when comfort matters. Choose who I choose. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com, or you can call 856-213-6586. That's 856-213-6586 for your $79 fall tune-up. Tell them Harry Hurley sent you. All right, Mayor. uh, First, I want to put you on the spot. Did I follow the Johnny Carson rule that you don't do the interview before you do the interview? I put you on ice. We did not speak during the break. Will you corroborate me on that? Uh, yes, sir. We we did not speak during the break. So, and we usually do. Uh, but I said, I said, Mayor, let's do the Johnny Carson rule. We're not going to talk until we come back live. Uh, and I urge you. It's a really cool read. There's some, I think, some things maybe you haven't seen before in it. Check out my article. Is the mythical Jersey Devil real? Do you believe? Read and decide. And thanks to Scotty Makem because I made the cover uh, art the cover of his book, Devil Leads. And then we have a um, another sort of rendering of what some people think. See, it's it's if you believe and you've seen the Jersey Devil, it, it could be the, the, a creature that looks like the head of a goat with hooves. Uh, you know, uh, forked tail, bat-like wings. People say different things uh, because according to Scotty and others that have really studied this issue, uh, the Jersey Devil is a shapeshifter. So people see different things. Not everybody is seeing the same thing. Again, if you are a believer, Mayor, are you a believer? Does the Jersey Devil really exist? Well, Mayor, absolutely. And and I suggest that, um, you know, tourists from all over come to South Jersey and, and try to discover the Jersey Devil. Listen to the lore and come search for him. And while you're at it, spend a half day in Hamilton. Fill our shops, fill our restaurants and, um, you know, the surrounding area. So, yeah, I absolutely believe in the Jersey Devil. And um, I think that, that many, many uh, uh, individuals should take the uh, opportunity to come and see if they can find him. And I reveal in this article... If I believe in the Jersey Devil, so check it out. It's I let me just look real quick. I have the article right here. Yeah, it's basically the last paragraph. I thought it was, but I wanted to make sure. I um, I will I tell you in this piece whether I believe in the Jersey Devil or not. Check it out. It's titled. Is the mythical Jersey Devil real? Question mark. Do you believe? Question mark. Read and decide. And you'll see the um, the Pine Barrens in the background and Devil Leads in blood red uh, on the uh, the the art the the lead art of the uh, the article. Check that out. Now you know Rich Barely. Uh, he's in real estate. He's all over the place. Uh, I sent him my article because he caught the um, the interview uh, quite late in the discussion about Trophy Park. And so he said he missed the beginning, I should say, 
what is Trophy Park. So I sent him the article. He read it and he wrote, thank you. Sounds exciting. It is essential to diversify the economy. Let me put that in the form of a question to you, Mayor. As mayor of Hamilton Township and the colleagues that you work with, both on counts on uh, committee and uh, the executive branch that, that reports to you, I, I know you, and I know you're going to agree with this, but I want to give you the chance to expand on it. Do you agree diversification, and in every way, including rateable base, is very, very important for a thriving community? Oh, uh, amen, Mayor. That is, uh, it's, it's extremely important. And, you know, for so many uh, years, uh, you know, Atlantic County and, and Hamilton Township in particular, you know, we're, we're uh, dependent on the casino industry and, uh, you know, diversifying uh, Atlantic City, diversifying and bringing in more family attractions, um, you know, is, is fantastic for the entire region. And our communities, the surrounding communities have to do their part in, in doing the same. We need, uh, you know, the, the, this entire Atlantic County region, southern New Jersey region to be a destination, um, a diverse destination for visitors from all over the world. So um, I absolutely believe, uh, and I'm, I'm I, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can get this again. The key here is to get this to fit seamlessly within the community, um, you know, bring some attraction of this size and have it fit so it doesn't impact um, the residents on a negative basis and they gain the benefit of um, the, the economic benefit and the recreational benefit of the complex. So, you know, the neat thing, too, here is if anybody is looking at, hey, what's you know, what's Mayor Kane? What's in it for him? Uh, you do the right thing. Your children are young adults now. It's not like you want these fields uh, for your children to be playing Little League Baseball or in tournament play or any of these other things. Certainly, there's a lot of facilities there that the whole community can use. The miniature golf, the, uh, the amusement part of the, uh, of the proposal. But you're, you are reviewing this and making a decision. Does it fit the character of your community? Is it the right thing to do? I think every, you know, uh, the, the faith that the voters put in me, I think every decision I make has to be uh, based on that. And, and you know, this is an evolving project, and, and you know, uh, you, you have to continue to evolve your opinion based on the facts that come in. So that's my pledge to the residents, and, and you know, uh, economic development is, is a uh, cornerstone of, of what I've run on in Hamilton Township, uh, recreation for our children. Um, is something I've run on in Hamilton Township. And, of course, stable taxes are something. And, you know, this hits all those buttons. One, if it can seamlessly be built into the community, um, it brings additional tax revenue and rateables. Uh, it brings uh, individuals that can help fill our shops in other areas. It provides for recreation for our children and children outside the area. It touches all those components. And, you know, listen, I, right now, uh, I, I'm, uh, I believe I mentioned on the show, the Hamilton Mall has changed hands. Uh, we're working very closely with them. Uh, I'm going to announce something on the show, hopefully on Monday. Uh, I think it's very exciting. Uh, this could be the catalyst to help revive that. Um, you know, there's there's so many things that could happen. But, you know, uh, you know, there's so many other great things going on in Hamilton, too. O only 10 seconds, Mayor. Mayor, I appreciate this time today, but there's so many other great things going on in Hamilton. Check out Hamilton Town Township of Hamilton YouTube. View the presentation and view all the other great things that are happening in Hamilton. Mayor, it's always a great day to buy a car. At the Auto Plaza at English Creek. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Really enjoyed the hour. Big announcement Monday, Mayor. I know. I, I teased that, we're, yeah, that you'll be making a very big announcement this Monday.
WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. All right, we're going to. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm staring at the president of Town Square Media. I'm getting very nervous. This is too much pressure. He's uh, fantastic. Michael Rubel, thank you, sir. Uh, We just had a nice little quick chit-chat during the break. Uh, we're going to have fun this hour. I might even throw a couple surprises in that even Don P. Hurley doesn't know about. Maybe I'll throw a few uh, people onto the airwaves during the hour that are not even scheduled. We'll see. I might get creative during this hour. Uh, this much I know, uh, we must, at least one hour a week, we must turn off the politics, the hot talk, the heat, the uh, pressure, just all the things that are just stressing people out in favor of just fun items that don't create any pressure or stress or undue, uh, you know, pressures of any kind. So we're going to recap before the end of this hour, we will have recapped John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown band and their double header of last week at uh, Summer's Point. And then at Hard Rock Casino Hotel in Atlantic City with Sylvester Stallone and Frank Stallone, we're going to preview what is the final summer concert series uh, from Carmen and Nancy Murata, uh at the Summers Point Beach and that wonderful stage. The Cowsills tonight live in Summers Point, the real life family that were the inspiration for the Partridge family. They recorded the iconic theme song, Love American Style. And at one point in history, they were the it musical band in America. Don would know better than I for how long that magical moment lasted. But they they did it. They got to the zenith. I mean, they were the I think he's going to agree with me. And if, if not, Don, correct me. But they were the it thing. For a period of time. All right, here we go, Don. Hey, good morning, Harry. How are you? I'm very, very well. Now, it was an honor to sit with you uh, last week in Summers Point. You actually also accomplished the doubleheader. Margie and I did not. Uh, Give us your recap and and break it down into the the two parts. Your recap of John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band and, of course, uh, them hooking up at the Hard Rock Casino Hotel in Atlantic City with Sylvester and Frank Stallone. It was a very magical entertainment weekend, was it not? Oh, it was so great, Harry. And actually, it was a trifecta because, if you recall, <clears throat> excuse me, they um, John Cafferty opened up uh, Carmen and Nancy Murata's series on the boardwalk on Wednesday evening where they played the Mardi Gras and AC. So they, they did three shows in, in a couple of days uh, it was just great. They played two and a half hours on that Wednesday evening on the boardwalk right by Kennedy Plaza. And then fast forward to last Friday on the beach where it was packed, the biggest crowd of the year. And uh, they did uh, a full set 
on the beach in Summers Point, Harry, at Bay Avenue, and you were there, you saw it, and then they were whisked over to the Hard Rock to uh, film a television special with Sly and Frank Stallone. It was just a, a great evening all around, Harry. I, got, I was lucky enough to get to see it all. Now, you think about this. Toons is 82. Uh, John Cafferty is 72-ish, maybe 71, but I think maybe 72. Uh, we're, I know that age is just a number and there's chronological versus biological age and whatnot, but they are younger than their years. And that's it's very physical what they do. Yeah, and it's such a, you're right, it's such a high energy act. I mean, the songs, you know, they're, they're rocking songs and they're very active guys, Harry, both of them. And you, you saw it. I mean, when they, now when they were in, uh, you know, people that have seen them through the years, they used to play the deck at the Trump Castle, now the Golden Nugget. Yeah. And they would climb up to the balcony, Harry. They, these guys, you know, who were, you know, in their, 50s and late 60s then they're climbing up the balcony harry up on the to get to the top of the deck to see the crowd up there so they they've always been a very active uh group but you know and, and by the way i'm not putting anybody down but you know there are acts that can sit down on a stool or a chair even and sing nice easy ballads it's not effortless and it, it it's still you you definitely exert and and over the course of a whole concert uh even being more sedentary it's still a workout uh, and especially if it's an aging performer, but these guys are rocking like teenagers. Yeah, it's remarkable. And, you know, and you look at uh, Michael Tunes, Anna Tunes, for instance, you know, 82 years old and playing a really hard instrument, Harry, the sax, a lot of air. And, you know, he had that serious mouth injury that took him two years to recover from, but he's back. And that was one of the great things was seeing him play full steam again, you know, and he, he's totally back, you know, totally energized. And the group has a greatest hit CD coming out in a couple of weeks, and which is going to lead, I think, to some new music, Harry, for the first time in a long time from John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. And if people paid attention, they heard some of those songs. He mixed in a few new songs during this past week in Atlantic City and Summers Point. So there's some great new music coming, I think. And, you know, a greatest hits, which has been remastered to just perfection. You know, we got an advanced copy of it. It's great. It's just you know, so I'm really happy for the guys. They, you know, they came up the hard, you know, you interviewed John a couple of weeks ago, Harry. They came up the really hard way. Oh, yeah. I mean, playing bars up and down the eastern seaboard, you know, for 10 years before they even got any kind of break. We can't be great. We're just some guys from Jersey. Uh, they they are they are so good. And, you know, uh, because I uh, talked to you about it, but I also posted it on my Facebook page in honor of what I saw on Friday night at Summers Point on the beach at that beautiful stage it was just fantastic. I watched Eddie and the Cruisers, and then immediately after watching Eddie and the Cruisers, I watched Eddie and the Cruisers Part 2, Eddie Lives, and I love the tradition of doing that. The, and then I see Toons. I don't know how old he was then, Don. You you would probably know better what, what was if that was like 81, the first one. And Toons is retrospective in the second one. So he's shown the same, you know, age, uh, even though there's a few years between uh, whatever it is, three or six years, whatever it is between the two movies. Um, my point is to see those, to see Toons, because you don't get to see John Cafferty. You only get to hear John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. But to see Toons more than 40 years ago, it's just incredible. 
Oh, yeah. And he was then 40, Harry. So he was older than everybody then. And nobody knew it, you yeah. know. And it was so powerful, Harry. We've talked about this a few times, but Michael Toons Antunes, and it happened, actually, it wasn't intentional, but as it evolved, I'm talking about the filming, because there were lines intended for his character, Wendell Newton, you know, the sax player. There were specific lines, and what was happening, this thing was, you know, they were becoming a real band, Harry, in theory, you know, uh, organically, this whole thing was evolving, and so he kept getting stepped on, and his lines never came out right, so... They made him a silent character, but his presence was so heavy, he never spoke a word in either movie, and yet his presence was so full. And that's, you know, a tribute to him, his just sheer force of, you know, energy. Right. I think I, I think you said this once before uh, in the run-up to all this excitement, that most people would believe that Michael Toons and Toons spoke in the Eddie and the Cruisers movies uh, because his his – his appearance was so self-evident. You believe if you if you were answering like a quiz show, did he have speaking roles or was he non-speaking performer? I think everybody would say a speaking role because it seems like he did speak even though he did not. Yeah, because he was so powerful. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Some people thought it was because of, you know, like ASCAP or some, you know, where he wasn't able to speak yet they could show him. And that wasn't it at all. It was just, it, it surely happened because right at the moment his lines were due, something else just popped up. And so they made him a silent, very powerful character. And he's just, you know, just the best person. And you know, he's the sort of person, you know, I remember years watching Muhammad Ali, Harry, I would watch him when he did events in Atlantic city and, and, he didn't have to speak a word. He just, there's certain people have a sheer energy about their presence. Yeah, they just yeah. have to be there. They're like a, just know? a personality is just exudes. I'll tell you what I made it a point to do a couple of times. I just looked over at tunes. He was stage right. I looked over at him, uh, just to see at age 82, how he's able to keep up. It's amazing to me. Yeah. And you know what, you know, what, what Probably, I don't think it goes by unnoticed, but because he's so great on the horn, you know, the sax, he's so nimble on his feet. I mean, you know, for someone I've never seen, I think Gary U.S. Bonds is close. There's a legendary, you know, one of the pioneers of rock and roll was also with Carmen Nancy Murata. You know, people really need to pay attention to yeah. Tony Martz. Hey, um, by the way, I know you know this, but I want our listeners to also know it. Tunes is also great in terms of um, his vocals. Uh, he supports the sound of John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band beautifully with his background. He does a really good job. Yeah, and he also doesn't – he didn't do any of this past week, but he's a good lead too, Harry. He's got a really beautiful voice on top of being one of the premier, I think, the best. I'll tell you what I would love. I've never – and you know I've been in his company more than several times. I've never heard him perform lead. I would love to see that and hear that. I'll have to send you some tracks, Harry, because I have them. He's really good. He's really got a beautiful, just lovely voice. Great tone, great pitch. Yeah, he's... he's yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, and, and, you know, people think like, oh, tambourine. He, he has the tambourine going and he's right on beat. Uh, he's, you know, saxophone, rock rock and roll saxophoner. I mean, just so uh, multifaceted, multi-talented. When we come back, and we're going to go to the break right now, I want you to now take us 
from Summers Point, when we all left Summers Point, you all went to the Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City for the second performance of last Friday evening. Tell us about that when we come back. And that was with Sly Stallone and Frank Stallone and John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. And, of course, uh, in the Rocky, I guess it's Rocky Three, when Rocky's fighting Ivan Draga, uh, that iconic song when Rocky is Adrian comes and because she was very much against it, she thought he was going to get killed. And then she came and they reunite and then Rocky can train again. And that song is so iconic. And I want you to talk about that because I know they played it for us. I know they had to play it at Hard Rock. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Hey, it's Tom P. Join me for Rack and Fin Radio tomorrow morning at 5. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Tom P. Good man. Oh, we made a trade. Actually, I should word it this way. If I say we made a trade, then that, that that's past tense. It's as though we did it. We've made an agreement to make a trade. I am trading him one of our brand new Nike perfectly rounded bill Tiger Woods style uh, hat with a Nike swoosh on it. And I mean, these hats are beautiful with the um, the Hurley in the Morning logo. I am trading one of those pristine, perfect hats for what I consider to be a fair, equal trade, a Tom P. Rack and Fin radio hat. They're beautiful. Uh, he's excited. I'm excited. Uh, and, I, and, and Tom, if you're listening, let's make the trade one week from today. And I can't wait. It, sooner even. I mean, but let's try to do it within a week. All right, visiting with Don, we're talking about the um, summer concert series that will culminate tonight. And, Don, we'll talk about the Calcils after the bottom of the hour break uh, when we come back from that. But we'll need the time that we have now in this segment. So we all leave Summers Point, although there is another uh, wonderful local concert that was taking place in Summers Point as you all left. You all leave for the Hard Rock Casino. John Cafferty and Beaver Brown Band just did a full concert, hour and a half or whatever it was. And I think they even stayed a little bit longer, uh, at least 10 minutes longer than maybe expected. And then you're making your way over to the Hard Rock Casino because there's a whole nother concert with Sylvester Stallone, Frank Stallone. And for those who don't know, the hook is John Cafferty and Beaver Brown Band have a very long time relationship with Sylvester Stallone, who picked them to do that amazing song when Rocky is training, he's chopping wood, he's lifting rocks, he's lifting uh, Adrian and his trainer, who was Apollo's trainer, and Paulie in the uh, in the big wheelbarrow thing, and he's doing he's doing everything that Ivan Drago is doing 
only Drago's doing it with like elite state of the art equipment. Rocky's doing it with like bags of rocks. The the uh the the wheelbarrow that I'm talking to you about where he was doing like uh you know heavy o- over his head pressing. Uh he's doing uh all kinds of pull-ups off of the beams in the in the barn. And he's running down the road and slips the uh, the KGB guys, and he's running up the mountain. The song you hear during that entire that 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 incredible rock vibe that just jazzes you up to no end while Rocky is training for the biggest fight of his life. That's John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Let me say this because this just made me think of this: the music that John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band does is iconic. It's 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 in movies. It's at really big crescendo moments. Their whole sound fits when you're doing something that's big, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Because, you know, again, it's that it's the high energy. You know, you couldn't if you had some flat ballad singer, you know, trying to push Rocky through all those intense training workouts. And Stallone was very, you talk, very gracious individual, Harry, I'll tell you. I only got to shake his hand. I didn't really even get to talk with him. But the um, he he was so gracious towards Beaver Brown, their their place in their history together. Because what happened, basically, the uh, and it brings us back to Eddie and the Cruisers again. But before then, there's a producer named Martin Davidson. They're the ones that bought the rights to the book, Eddie and the Cruisers, which was entirely, well, not entirely, but a somewhat different the basis for the movie eddie and the cruisers so martin davidson uh along with his sister produced this film eddie and the cruisers but before that he did a film called the lords of flatbush mm-hmm. you'll remember with all that iconic cast of characters harry there was a, such a huge cast of people who. by become- the way i'm getting a little bit confused i should know this very readily easily um john travolta is also in that movie correct no, he's not in the Lords of Flatbush. Okay. No. Okay. No. Go ahead. But um, but so Martin Davidson is the producer of that movie, and he had the history with Stallone. And then Martin Davidson goes on to produce this film back in 1981, Eddie and the Cruisers. 82, they actually filmed it, and um, so they had that connection. So when it came time for music, they were already sort of connected. So Stallone was very key in. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band finally get the, the recording contract that they always dreamed of, Harry, for 10 to 15 years. Uh, Scotty Brothers, who was associated with Stallone, and all that was going on with Rocky Four at that time, and they needed a really good song. And it's really interesting how it works, but they send these, you know, these great writers like Cafferty, and I'm trying to think of someone else who's really good at, uh, Kenny Loggins, really good at when they get these dailies. They send them these little short descriptions and they make huge uh music around it it's it's really interesting and there's some performers like you named another one kenny loggins obviously iconic that are just great uh their music is so good with with the various movies that they just fit in so well with oh yeah in fact tom cruise had to bring him back again kenny loggins was so identified with top gun you know what would have been with that if, if some of his music hadn't led through you know that movie so the um it, so it's it's kind of interesting the uh that martin davidson needs a soundtrack you know other and here's Cafferty and bieber brown and they're now hooked up in this movie with stallone and 
Sylvester Stallone was so appreciative of what John Cafferty did in writing that song. He said that there was a montage, which you talked about, the old school versus new, new school workout training. Yes. yes. And he said without that music, it never would have happened. That song in particular, John Cafferty tunes and the Beaver Brown Band, never would have happened. He said he's never been able to recreate it, to recreate it either, by the way, wow. that montage. Wow. That is so awesome. Don, let me uh, get the break in. We'll be right back. Don't go away. It's uh, 31 minutes past the hour uh, with Don. I am Harry. And this portion of our program is brought to us in part by Comfort Keepers. And as a nurse dad, what Comfort Keepers does is very important and it's personal to me. They have elaborate training. And I know that Comfort Keepers will succeed in giving you peace of mind because you'll know that your loved one is in the care of an experienced professional who loves what they do. For these reasons, I unconditionally endorse Comfort Keepers because I approve of their vision and trust them to care for your loved ones. Here's how you reach them. Call Comfort Care, Comfort Keepers at 609-277-7855. That's Comfort Keepers at 609-277-7855. They're on the web at comfortkeepers.com, Comfort keepers.com please tell comfort keepers that harry hurley sent you we'll be back in just a few minutes don't go away with don i am hurley in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app we're investing it's hurley in the morning anytime anywhere on the wpg talk radio app Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 37 minutes past the hour. Now, Don has no idea that this special friend is joining the program. But I did mention more than a half hour ago that we were going to try to have a few special surprises. We now welcome a longtime friend, Carmen Murata, of legendary Tony Martz fame, the host of Saturday's Tony Martz Presents program right here on the station that plays the winners, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you and we know it. To our faithful listeners, we thank you for that. We can't properly thank you, but we try. And I have to say this uh, because I've really closely followed all the years that Carmen and Nancy have led the summer concert series. And you think about these kinds of things. If it wasn't for them and their energy, so many years of incredible memories because it's not just music experiences and and lifetime memories of when you talk to friends and say hey remember when we were on the beach in summer's point and john cafferty and the beaver brown band were there and then they got whisked away and they went over to the hard rock casino uh with sly stallone and frank stallone and all these memories uh, I have to say this, Carmen, and your mic is on, and Don, this is one of the surprises that I was hoping to be able to to deliver this morning during your time with us. Uh, Carmen, you and Nancy have had your very best summer concert series, both in Atlantic City and Summer's Point ever. It's like the Olympics. Um, Juan Antonio Samaranch announcing that these are the greatest Olympic Games of all time, which they always try to do with the Olympics is always make the next one better than the year before, in their case, every four years. But Carmen, I mean this not just in friendship. We're longtime friends. This was your best season. And I say that really respectfully. I mean, things you couldn't control went your way, like the weather, 
uh, things you did control, the, the caliber of the lineup, both at Kennedy Plaza in Atlantic City and at Summers Point on the beach and that great stage. I think, Carmen, it was your best season. Well, I thank you very much for that. And we are and we are totally in agreement. It's been phenomenal. Um, tonight is the 34th show of the 34 shows, and we haven't had anything less than a really good to spectacular experience. And, you know, what we do is we celebrate the rich musical legacy, the history of the musical culture of Summers Point and Tony Martz. We consider ourselves to be in that rare class with the Steel Pier and the 500 Club and Tony Martz, and we celebrate that legacy every every time we get a chance to do it. And we love having it with you, and I and I love uh, uh, the station with the winners. So I'm going to use that. That's oh, yeah. a great one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, please. Please do. <laughs> uh, well, it's true. It's true. Our lineup is phenomenal. Our, our national lineup, the live and local team, weekend team, uh, Saturdays are amazing with um, Tom P and and uh, and uh, John DeMassey and then right to you at 12 noon. Uh, we're very, very fortunate to have the team that we have. And Chris has done a great job programming a number one rated station. And it's not a fluke. It's repeat uh, again and again. So we uh, we thank you for your role in all of that, Carmen. Uh, I don't want to jinx you because it's not over yet. But how do you feel going into the bottom of the ninth inning? Oh, we feel fantastic. Not only about tonight, but tomorrow. Tomorrow we are basically going to revolutionize the good old days festival in Summers Point by bringing Circle Liquor, who you know is one of our great sponsors. Circle Liquor coming in, and we're going to do the Circle Liquor Wine Garden and Tasting with seven great international wines available and then wines by the glass for people uh, at our good old days festival it's just not going to be hot dogs and hamburgers and draft beer anymore things have to evolve people want that and we're evolving right along with it along with the summers point historical society plus the fact don hurley you're there man how about <laughs> patty blue tony teshner Rich Megahertz Kurtz, Danny Iyer, and the Billy Walton Band. How does that sound, brother? Yeah, this is phenomenal. Just You talk about world-class entertainment. These are the best players, Harry, in the region or anywhere else. And you get to see them once again, you know, through all the great work of Carmen and Nancy and everyone that works with them. You get to all see it for free. It's it's incredible. Don, give us, give us your critique of the Summer Concert Series 2022. Well, you know, it's funny. We were talking there. We were Carmen and I were with John Cafferty last week. We're talking about the summer, you know, and, and I was I was afraid to say, you know, that because Cafferty loves baseball, too, like us. And we had some baseball metaphors that big newspaper had. Let's play two, you know, the old Ernie Banks line, you know, yeah. because he could never play enough. Yep. Let's play two, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. But the um, we were talking. I, I didn't want to jinx it, but I, I, I said, you know, you're, you're pitching a perfect game. You know, it's just incredible what's happened this year. You know, not that we want to see a drought, but I think we had just enough rain overnight that it just let the summer be perfect. And you know what it is, Harry, yeah. with, with Carmen and Nancy Murata and everybody at the CRDA, the Summers Point Historical Society, there is such a, you know, and you think of it, we, Carmen just mentioned it, but, you know, food, uh, 
great beverage, wonderful entertainment, music, great fellowship. I mean, how do you top that? I mean, that's like a, a metaphor for life. You yeah, know? well, you, you know my belief system is once you break bread, the re- relationship is forever changed. You throw in there music, which, which soothes the soul, especially during very, very stressful times. I believe that this summer and the concerts in Atlantic City and Summers Point have been very, very therapeutic to a lot of people that are dealing with many, many stresses that a lot of people keep internalized and they don't talk about. But people are making tough decisions right now all over America. And that includes this area about gas for your car, food for your kids. It's a tough time. And these free concerts uh, are just amazing. Nobody has to worry about Oh my gosh, I'd like to take, you know, my whole family, but I don't have a thousand hours to go to a concert. You think about a family of five. If you went to this level of concert, you would, you would spend many hundreds of dollars up to probably a thousand hours. But by the time you got done with hundred hour tickets times five people and everything else involved, parking and everything else that would be involved. So, uh, they say free ain't free. But, Carmen, the summer concert series in Atlantic City and Summers Point, for the spectator, it really is free. The Cowsills were the headline and by far the best of all the groups on the Happy Together Tour. And that was going for $70 to $100. You know, it was right in Ocean City for for that price. So the proof is right there. And, and you are right about the therapeutic thing. And not just that, but the older people on, on limited budgets, they live for this every week because they get to see Gary U.S. Bond, John Cafferty, you know, uh, and, and, you know, tonight, the Cowsills. You know, I, I, I love to brag about the fact that last week we had one of the greatest rock and roll bands in the world. This week, we have one of the greatest classic pop bands in the world. These are top, top cutting edge guys. You know, Live Nation and the casinos are driven by a different agenda, an agenda that is a business-oriented agenda. Our agenda has to be financially sound, but we get to bring you the greatest. John Cafferty is one of the greatest. I mean, he's as great as as the megastars that people pay five hundred to two thousand. Yeah, uh, like you're talking about yeah. right now, and 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 we're doing it. And the only one problem we have is that we're raising the bar <laughs> so high. And I want to continue to deliver. Um, and you know, people want to see legendary people. But I'll announce this right now because I'm so grateful to you for doing this today to get everybody out to see the Cowsills, who we are absolutely amazing, one of the greatest bands you'll ever see perform, uh, you know, with three original Cowsills right across the front, the older brothers with the Beach Boys. But I want to announce this, Harry, on your show. Right now, you know, subject to all the exigencies that could occur, but we have an agreement to deliver the original members of Jethro Tull in, in tribute to Aqualon on the 28th and the 30th of June. Okay, so you're only as good as your last gig, and we're on it. Wow. Appreciate that announcement, Carmen. We have two minutes, guys. Uh, Carmen, let me give it all to you. Uh, What would you like to say in closing? Well, certainly we have to say that the Cowsills are amazing. I don't know if people realize they were the ones with the big hit in Hair, 
You know, they had the number one hit with the title track from the Broadway show. They had Indian Lake. They had the Flower Girl and the original Flower Girl, the beautiful, beautiful Susan Calso will be on stage. Oh, wow. And she'll probably do her gorgeous rendition of To Sir With Love. Oh, A lot of people don't know it. they wrote the title track television show love american style yeah i brought that up I, carmen i brought that up a little earlier so that really there's so many different cool vibes about a castle's concert and uh to sir with love one of my favorite songs it and when it is performed well as i know it will be uh it is just fantastic it's easy on the ears i love the sound uh tonight's gonna be very special and carmen does it begin at 7 p.m 7 p.m. We have Tom Angelo and the Budessa Brothers, local favorites, doing party songs, a little Steely Dan, getting everything ready to go. And then um, no later than 8.30, probably 8.20, the Cow Sills will hit. They will do a full 90 minutes because they are total, total pros. And then we'll all go to Gregory's and have dinner together. See, I love those are the perks that we get, Harry. You know, and, and Don, you know. <laughs> to be able to go there and break bread together with our friends. That's why they keep coming back. That's why people like Martin Barr of Jethro Tull or Devin Allman say, you know, it's not the best money, but I want to go back there and play that beach. I want to go back to the boardwalk. That's our secret weapon. The way we make them feel and the way we care about the artists. The musical artist presentation and bringing the people for free. Truly great, great uh, talent. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your team, Harry. Oh my you gosh. Know, I'm so proud that I'm so proud we're the number one talk in that spot on Saturdays at twelve noon and we'll be broadcasting live tomorrow from the good old days. You're only as good as your last gig, man. It's true. I love I love all this and uh Carmen, congratulations on a great summer thus far and we wish you well tonight. And uh, Margie and I and Don, of course, he's at all of them. Uh, we will be back. We're going to be there tonight again. That's great. Uh, please, somebody get my attention so I can acknowledge you and publicly thank you for everything we do. And let's not forget all the, the leaders in Summers Point and Atlantic City. Summers Point is an amazing team that's behind us. We have tailwinds that are going to take us up and up and up. That's the good news for all your listeners and the music people out there. Good to talk to you, my friend. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Wish you well. You got it. It's uh, 10 minutes before the top of the hour. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. With Don and with Carmen, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Hi, Larry Elder here. I never really thought much about how aches and pains can reduce a person's quality of life until pain started keeping me from living my best life. Just a few years ago, using the stairs was difficult because of the back pain. Then I found Relief Factor, a 100% drug-free solution for aches and pains. Within a week, I was on my way back to being pain-free. Now I have my life back. I take Relief Factor every single day. Relief Factor can help your body fight the inflammation that causes joint and muscle pain and the other aches and pains that come with everyday life. Treat yourself to feeling better. Move more, live more, and just enjoy your life more with Relief Factor. 
Join me and more than a half a million others. Get started today with your three-week quick start for only $19.95. About 70% go on to order more because it worked for them. Go to relieffactor.com to order now. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. Relieffactor.com. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 56 minutes past the hour, 12 minutes till Kilmeade. Now, I told Don during the break, I said, Don, that's it. I'm, out, I'm out of surprises. Just, you can't expect any more. No more surprises. I just can't do it. But I lied. I lied to my identical twin brother. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a pleasure to welcome to our coverage the greatest rock and roll saxophone player in American history, vocalist and saxophone player from John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Don Hurley, this is your life. Welcome, Michael Toons and Toons. How are you, my friend? Good morning. How's everybody doing? Well, we're doing great. <laughs> surprise, and surprise. I know. You never... Hey, Don, I'm, I'm, I got you again. <laughs> this is like old home week, you guys. It's like this is your life. I'm pulling out all, all your friends, Don. So, Michael, Toons, uh, you live up to the name. Uh, I was very privileged because I'm Don's twin brother, and he had a nice front row seat waiting for me. I watched you rock that Summer's Point beach concert stand uh stage i mean like like you are a teenager you were having a great time weren't you i definitely was you know to go back there and it's sort of like reliving it again in the presence with all the people that were there and you know if tony march like it's it's magical and it's created so many memories for so many people. I'm glad I was included in it. Tunes, let me let me see if we can actually like I don't know, unearth a uh, some kind of magic that you have. You 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 don't mind me saying your age? We we interviewed a few weeks ago. Uh, I thought you were 80. You're 82. What is your secret to the vitality, the youthfulness that you exude? I, I'm I'm amazed by it. I have to be honest with you. And, I, I, and listen, I, with me, you know me. I mean, there's biological age, there's chronological age, there's people half your age that are in terrible shape, and and here you are, you know, at at 82, and you're up there rocking not one show, uh, but two full shows and three in Atlantic City area within just a couple of days. Uh, what is can you can you verbalize how you're able to do this? There's um, <clears throat> people have tried to investigate that in the past and ask me the same question, and it comes from the individual. I've been blessed, you know, through my heritage. I've been blessed, you know. I believe in the Holy Spirit, and if you believe in in those things, and I'm not like a holy roller this way, that way, and everything, but I believe there is more to us than we see with the human eyes. And when you tap that and you ask and you you truly ask, it comes through you. I, and, and Tunes, I, I believe in that whole spiritual aspect. I really do. But at a, at a mortal human level, there's just a I believe also that music keeps performers young, doesn't it? That's the other thing is music 
I use the expression, is that river of life that we all float on to be who we are. And the more you immerse yourself in the music, the more vibrant and that you, you become. And believe in it with your heart. Don, share a comment or a question with Tunes. Well, you know, Tunes and the guys, John and all the all the boys in the band, they took Atlantic City by storm too, Harry. That show at Hard Rock, I can't wait until people get to see I hope they get to see it all, but at least some of it in this new series by the Stallones. It's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. I'm not sure exactly when it's coming to television, but there were cameras everywhere. Tunes, you guys were so great that night. The place just went nuts. Well, it was a special moment. And I'm glad that we were able to, as you say, rise to the occasion. But it, it shows you the, the integrity of the band, of who we are. The first time we came here into Jersey and be accepted as, hey, these guys are real. Yeah. And that's what you do when you, this is what I live to do is yeah. play my saxophone. Now, Tunes, the, the, the word adrenaline comes to my mind. We, we have such a capacity. It's like in my old running days where I tell anybody that's a runner, you don't save anything for a finishing kick. You leave it all out there on the track. You'll always have the kick at the end. When you can see the finish line, you can get home. And that's how you run record times. You don't save anything. You put it all out. What was it like, though, doing the full concert that you did for us in Summers Point. Now I know it's a, it's a, what an honor. I mean, Sylvester Stallone is one of the biggest stars in the history of cinema, uh, movie history. Uh, so he personally asks the John Cafferty Beaver Brown band to perform in Atlantic City and you make it happen. But is that, is that hard physically? I don't care at any age. Is that hard physically to do back to back with basically no break? in between you, the transportation ride to Atlantic city from summer's point and boom, you're right back at it again. Was that tough to do that double header? Uh, for me, honest to God, it wasn't. When I leave my door, I say, I'll go and do my best. And I'm not done until I enter my door at my house. So from the moment I go and I get in the car and I'm driving down the highway, I say certain things and I go and I get to the show and I do that. And nothing less. And I said, I always say, I hope I do my best. I will do my best and my best. That's what they're going to get. We are visiting with Michael the Great, Michael Toons and Toons, vocalist and saxophone player from the legendary John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band that just rocked this whole county between Summers Point and Atlantic City in three different concerts over just a couple of days. And in honor of you and having the privilege to be in the audience to watch you perform, Saturday when I woke up, I not only watched Eddie and the Cruisers, I watched Eddie and the Cruisers Part 2, Eddie Lives. Uh, I want you to know... Tunes that I did that. That's not that's not shtick. I actually did that in my Facebook page, and my own brother will back me up on that because I told him what I was doing, and I loved it. Don, we have about two minutes. Uh, let me turn it over to you. You and Tunes close out the program. Well, let me just say, Harry, and I'm not sure if Tunes would have seen this because he was stage right, but two stage left the entire 
performance of John Cafferty and Beaver Brown was Sylvester Stallone with the biggest smile on his face. He never left the wings, Harry, and he watched these guys, and he gave them such a beautiful... I, I did record it so they can hear it, but Stallone's introduction of John Cafferty and Toons and the Beaver Brown Band was so beautiful. His appreciation for their music, you know, their place in his cinematic history... Uh, this was a really historic occasion. And, and, and Toons, what was it like to finally, because you did all his music all through the years, but you finally got to meet Sly Stallone. Well, I, one thing I told my sister, Sly, one thing we have in common, your first movie and my first movie was with the same man, uh, excuse me, Marty Davidson. And he said, oh, yes, Marty was good, you know, and we laughed. And it got treated just the way it was. I mean, just the way that whole evening went. And it was like a bunch of buddies getting together, hanging, having fun, having dinner and talking whenever we talk. You could tell it was so special. And Don talked about before we, we got you on tunes, how Sly Stallone said that without Hearts on Fire, that entire scene, it, it shows you the power of music, doesn't it? that that scene would not work without that song. How cool is that, Tunes? It, you know, it just shows you how the emotional input of music transits itself onto the screen and evoke energies uh, or things that you don't normally think about, but it stimulates you to a point that, wow, did you just see that? It's fantastic. Did you just hear that? Tunes, I know you probably worked last, late last night. I called you as late as I could, and you picked up the phone. You're such a good friend. Uh, I, I'm sure I woke you. At least I think I may have. Thank you for your uh, friendship. Thank you for your talent. Uh, it was an honor to be in your audience last week, and uh, I look forward to staying close and, and staying good friends. Well, thank you for including me and the guys in the band and John, you know, into the Jersey Shore and Common. Thank you so much. And Nancy, God bless you guys. You know, I, I come down here. I'm, it's an extended home. Thank you. I truly appreciate that. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Love you. Appreciate you. Love All you right, back. Guys. Hey, Don, we'll All recap right, uh, the Cal Sills next week, okay?